This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I am Stamford Chidge. This is the show that is on holiday and therefore hasn't done a very clever, pithy intro this week. I'll just suffice to say, because actually there's a man who did it much better than me uh, on his fan bite, but uh, he was right about a couple of things. It's the hope that kills you. We all thought we're going to get a manager bounce with Uncle Frank back in charge. And boy, did they play like a bunch of wankers. Um... I didn't even get to hear the game because of various reasons. So I had to rely on, you know, uh, Sky's half an hour showing and all the rest of it. So, uh, uh, but that was enough, <laughs> I think. But there you go. Anyway, uh, the name of this show, uh, possibly appropriately, is uh, Mentality Muppets. Chelsea Fancast number 984. And with me, as ever, the, the delight, the... Uh, the impresario, really. He's, he's just he's taking over the world, mate. It's Jonathan Kidd. Oh, well, I'm, I'm having a go, Chidge. I'm having a go. I'm trying to be lazy. I've worked out possibly if the laziest, the lazier I am, the, the more opportunities I get, which doesn't make any sense at all. Um, uh, but, yeah, lovely to be on the show. Thank you very much. After the uh, the uh, the trek to Wolverhampton, to the Wolves, and uh, and the, the misery of experiencing that, that blunted... Um, blunderbuss failed to go off. It was the quietest I have ever known it be away. It was absolutely remarkable. They f- tried a few super franks at the beginning and then nothing. Do you, do you think that's nothing. got as much to do with the demography of the away support now? No, it, uh, it normally every other away game I've been to, I and mean, it's been most of them this season, they've been on top form regardless of what the performance has been like. Yeah, I mean, they I... run through. It's it. They run through when the it's bizarre actually. But when the when the team is playing well and scoring, they start getting more individual. When the team isn't, they sing um, Dennis Wise, um, uh, um, Demba Bar, um, any other kind of song. That, you know, Frank Lampard, 
scored 200 against the beep. You know, it, um, uh, it's just interesting to hear, hear them be in th the enthusiasm wanes. I remember at Palace when we beat them 2-1 beginning of the season, unbelievable amount of noise. And because I, I, I recorded a lot of it. I just, you know, just shot, shot it. I thought, this sounds great. And they bounced and did everything. Whereas they did about a couple of Frank Lampards and it was all over the place because it's quite a large area that the fans are. And, uh, and it got quieter and quieter and quieter. There was a kind of dreadful acceptance that, you know, I think as he said afterwards, actually, he was, he was much more honest than I thought he'd be. He said he's got to somehow teach them to compete. Yeah. Which was which was a terrible indictment of it the team. It was indeed. It was indeed. One felt a bit sorry for him. But we're going to talk all yeah. about that tonight. We've got. We will, actually, we will. We've got a very very packed show. Um, uh, I'll just quickly run down that, and we can introduce our wonderful guest uh, for his third appearance in as many weeks, I think. But uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Wolves uh, in part one and two. Um, we'll get a bit more kind of generic, uh, not generic, a bit more kind of I don't know, state of the nation in part two. I think uh, part three, we're going to preview the Real Madrid, the Real Madrid match for tomorrow. And in part four, we have a part four this week because we have six emails. And what's the rule, JK? Um, we read them out. If we have six. Yeah, that's sorry, that's the rule. Yes, yes. If it's seven, no, it goes that... to extra time yes. on a, on a def different programme <laughs> or right. in off the post. Yeah, so six, six just crept into the, the programme beautifully. It is. it is, right. Now, who who is those dulcet tones that we can hear in the background, JK? Well, I, I don't need to introduce him. You know, he's such a regular and he's so good every time that um, uh, uh, I just think I'll just, you know, say it's one half of the smut buddies, but needs no introduction at all because he's excellent. He's, of course, the... The fantastic Tony Glover. No, oh, thank you so much, JK. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blushing a little bit here. Um, it's it's great to be on with you, the doyen of podcasting. Wow. wow. Turn your mic up a bit, Tony, if you could. Oh, uh, yes. I, I mean, it's a while since I've been on this uh, computer. Well, a week. So let me find the settings and. Did you go away again? Well, you you know, did you go? No, away no, again? no, no. I haven't got. A, I have not got a, a sojourn away until. Uh, the end of May now, the last week of May. Mm. I come back just in time for the last game. Mm, marvellous. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Marvellous. Right. Um, uh, we're going to get right into this after my usual little, uh, you know, I've had to I've had to refer to last week's script so I can remember what I say. I'm I'm on ho I'm, a hol I'm on holiday, people. So I'm just I've not I'm not got my game head on this week. What can I say? Anyway, as ever, do not forget you can listen to the show live. Every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm <laughs> by going to Mixler, which is M which is chelsea-fancast.mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, where, of course, you can join in all the chat by posting on the live chat page, where so many of you do. I can see a few of you. There's some bloke called Tony Glover in there at the moment. I love the way that Tony double dub, does a double shift. He's in Mixler and he's on the show. <laughs> Uh, shed up a man uh, i do believe that's the lovely ramsey mate yes. lovely to see you in here hope you're doing all right you know what i mean uh, i hope the treatment's going well sending massive love and good vibes to you mate it really really am uh nathan from the chelsea grave society chazza brian justman there we go the lovely brian justman daryl uh, paul crowder's in pc's in tonight uh pierre so many of these people uh, matthew the american same with andy so many of these people uh, are also stalwarts of our wonderful uh, Discord group. And, uh, you know, again, I've been a bit AWOL from that because I've kind of had my holiday head on. But uh, 
Uh, it's fantastic. They are brilliant. They're just chatting all the time uh, about life, the universe, and mainly Chelsea. So I'll tell you all how to join that later on. But uh, we're going to have a quick break, and then we'll be back with the football. Okie dokie. Well, the team selection uh, was rather interesting. I'm, I'll, wait, I'll wait for the four at the back business because I've written, as you'll see from the running order, four at the back question mark. No! <laughs> that one needs a bit of digestion, I believe, JK. But I think the immediate things that I got completely wrong, uh, Cucurella was in not chill well. Um, Kante wasn't playing. I believe that Chilwell and Kante were actually being rested and apparently Mount was still injured. Um, but James yeah. wasn't rested, which intrigued me. Gallagher did start in his right position. Sterling got the nod, which I didn't see coming. We did, uh, we did. We mentioned it. Did I? Oh, fuck me. I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he's more likely to play than anybody else. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I have a problem with Sterling. Anyway, uh, Aubameyang got on and and Pulisic came on. I mean, actually, we shouldn't be surprised that Aubameyang came on because Frank actually wanted him, I believe, apparently. So they were saying he had his eyes on him uh, before he went to Barcelona. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised. But um, it, 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 it was, look, it was an odd team selection, but the oddest, well, it wasn't odd at all because we kind of called this on the show, didn't we? We said that, you know, he may well go back four because it's what he likes to do. Um, I wasn't impressed with that, mate. I've got to be honest. Not not at all. I mean, if you've got the two best wing backs in the world, you got to play him in a 3-5-2, three, mate, haven't you? Or a 3-4-3. Three, three. Particularly since they've been playing like that recently. I mean, I actually, by the end of the game, was thinking, you know, bring on Bruno. Bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, at least he was Don't playing. tell me you're already Lampard out, JK. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Being a game, well, mate. No, I, I, I felt disappointed <laughs> that he clearly hadn't been looking at the videos. He hasn't watched the team. He clearly hasn't watched the team. All right, it may have been thrust upon him immediately, but have a look at a few of the previous games. You know, because the, he'll, he'll, he would have seen who wasn't performing. And in the end, it just seemed that 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 was that was kind of their audition for him, and they played as badly as they'd been playing all the time under Potter. And you'd have thought he'd have noticed that. I mean, obviously Mount, who we all thought might be selected, but he was injured. He's got a groin problem apparently. Um, and Kante, as he as he put it, this word they use now, managed, being managed. In other words, mm. medical staff have said, well, actually, don't get him injured for God's sake, because he has to play in the uh, the Real Madrid game. All right, fair enough. But poor old. Poor old Gallagher ran around, ran like a headless chicken. He didn't seem to have. He played in that position, and we now knew we knew he had that position, but contributed very little indeed, I'm afraid. And Sterling, as we've established, Chidge is shit. And, absolutely and, fucking and, absolutely pony, mate. Shit. And quite amazingly, just did not engage. It was a, a bizarre sight to see the ball being lofted towards him and him not making any attempt to go for it, just letting the the, the fullback get it before him and then pick running after it a bit and 
Um, and and he, what Frank did, because he played the four, was Felix became a winger. You, for fuck's sake, put him, he's, you know, he weaves his magic further in in field, hugging the sodding touchline. It was like Shades of Hazard playing at Real Madrid. And, um, and Sterling was therefore the right winger. Therefore, oh, guess what? Our friend, our great friend, the silky German, is playing centre forward again. Ah! So, you know, and oh, he obviously got fed up with him because he took him off at half time. Well, you know, we thought, thank fuck for that. But all around me, everybody was just absolutely in despair. There was a bloke next to me, but going completely apoplectic. I, I wanted to say, mate, come on, it's not worth having a heart attack for this. Come on. Surely you knew. But um, uh, he just, he, 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 it's the lack of commitment, which Frank mentioned. You know, it was, it was disturbing to see. Um, they're not at the same level as Wolves. For goodness, all right, Wolves, you know, need to get the points. But we established that. But the major point, the major error, of course, was playing Cucurella down the, the left-hand side. And they just did all their attacks down the sodding left-hand side. Where, where the goal came from. It was because of Cucurella as well. The goal, Cucurella. Oh, Bally fucked it up with a bad clearance. He did, very bad clearance. Very and it's bad. a good goal. I mean, I don't, I don't oh, think there's too much you could do about that. One of the advantages of being where we were is we followed it all into the corner. We all saw it. How delightful for you. Oh, absolutely <laughs> delightful. He crunched it. We all went, oh, it's a go. Oh, fuck. Oh, yes, fuck. Oh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, but um, uh, Aubameyang came on, got a header, but didn't do much. Pulisic is just a, a disaster now. It's it's a, a joke. He just takes, he's got three around him. He tries to beat one, he gets tackled. You know, you just think. But, but once again, then doesn't seem to have much fight to get the ball back. He just, you know, James is is clearly a, a, a league above everybody else. He's just fantastic. But um, uh, a lot of silky passing sideways from him, you know. Um, uh, Chile came on and it seemed to make a, a bit of a difference because he's did all... They, did they change the formation? No, he didn't change the formation. He just played him at fullback. But he ended up being, ended up being on the left-hand side all the time. You know, when going up and somebody stood back for him. Um, but it was just, uh, you know, it was appallingly same old, same old. One shot on target, for fuck's sake. No challenges, no no intensity, no anything you expect from a side, surely that a new manager's come in. But he, he saw it and he said it afterwards. They've got a lot to think yeah, of. They They've got a lot of a lot of things that I'm not seeing the simple things being done, the 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 intensity that is required the challenges required the the he, he actually started talking about um uh the ball being being delivered in a certain way and they're not being at the right angle to pass it on they're there which is what i'm afraid to say I, I, sorry to be man you know man with his finger on the pulse here <laughs> i've been saying all season that the body language is frequently particularly with cucarella towards passing the ball back they're almost <laughs> turned in the direction of doing the negative thing. They're and frightened, aren't they? Frank mentioned that. Yeah, well, I, 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 we'll talk more about this, no doubt, <laughs> but uh, excellent summation by you uh, there. Uh, so there we go. Tony, Jake, JK mentioned this in the in the fan bite. Um, and, I mean, you know, we. I don't know why, I suppose, because every other fucking team gets one, but, you know, we kind of expected a manager bounce. Perhaps that was a bit unrealistic in, in a couple of days. But it, it, it's classic football, isn't it? It's the hope that kills you, mate. Absolutely. Um, I agree with what JK just said. I, I was intrigued by Frank's... Um, what, what we, Open University undergraduates, got told was called unwitting testimony. 
the things he didn't say. That's that's almost as good as your your your. I see. I still can't remember it. I I, I refer, refer to it as Trigger's Broom, but you've oh, got ship of the, the ship of Theseus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're far too um, fucking the... clever for this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the unwitting testimony is the things that you you don't say or that you say that aren't immediately obviously picked up on. Um, and in some ways, a, a kind of a, a damning somebody with faint praise, for, for example. But um, he said about the lack of goals, and um, I think he said the only way I know around that is by hard work. Um, that's the only way I know. Now we all know Frank Lampard had a. Uh, he was renowned for being the one who would um, not leave training at the end of training. He would stand there and he would take free kicks and he would take shots and he would try different things. Um, Partly, I think, because he knew the limitations of his talent could be not overcome but balanced out by, you know, by working hard, by practice. It's the old Lee Trevino thing, which is, you know, Lee Trevino often used to say, people used to say, you got lucky there. And he'd say something along the lines of, yeah, and it's funny that the more I practice, the luckier I get. (laughs) And um, it's it's a well-known sporting phrase. So I think there were some interesting points from Frank there. I think he could see... I think he was expecting better. I don't think many of the fans were. I certainly put in the predictor league, put down a draw. Um, I, I went all in in three one, Tony. Did you? Yeah. What a fucking yeah. So I, I thought, well, no, because Wolves are dull, right? Um, and Lepetig, Le I don't know how you say his name. Was it Lepetigui? Lepetigui. Lapotegi. Lapotegi, right? He he patently knows what they need to, to basically not go down, but not do anything this season. He, he, you know, they can play out shit, a bit of a Sam Allardyce, not in the style of football. I don't mean that. I mean, in the way of picking the battles and all this. I, I honestly don't think he would have thought they could have beaten us. Um, but they did. And we were fairly dismal. I, I like you, I only saw the highlights, extended highlights or whatever. Um, and I just thought... Um, as much as anything else, I think Frank learned an awful lot from that. Now, there is a little bit of him that's going to be geared up towards the, the, the game this week. Um, our best chance of winning a trophy this year, laughably against Real Madrid, of course. But, you know, who knows? We, As you said yourself, football, it can be just a, a complete confusing morass of utterly fucked up bollocks. And um, <laughs> I think... Kind of quirky. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's my academic quote for the night. Um, but I do think there's a there's a little bit of that there. But Frank looked genuinely kind of a bit. He looked a bit shocked <laughs> himself. I think at the how shit the, we that, are. Yeah, uh, and he would have been at the Liverpool game. Now I was at the Liverpool game. I thought we were bloody good at the Liverpool game. I thought we played well. We were the better team. We should, and under any other manager who'd sorted out the goal scoring problem, would have won that by four goals, right? If we had people that weren't false nines, and I detest the false nine because the clue's there, it's a false nine. It isn't a real one. It's not a real striker. Okay, it's a a, 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 a mirage of a striker. It's a, a, a complete cartoon animation of a striker and we haven't got one. And you know what I think of Havertz. Um, having said that, the most stunning to see, I think we, we came out of the Liverpool game, was we've drawn with them in our last four games, nil-nil, and we've had six goals disallowed in those four games. And something tells me that Mr Crowder might well have been onto something, because I don't believe in six coincidences of, you know, all of them being 
unjustified. However, against Wolves, from what I could see, I, I agree. Pulisic is on my list to go, without a doubt. No, we'll do, like, we're going to do. We're going to do that later. Yeah, I do think. I, I think he's right. I think JK's right. There is. I, but I think Frank would have learned more from that. I think he'd be looking at that saying, "Well, maybe he's got that list that Joe Tweed should, should have, which says." Fuck the fuck off, wait. mate. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the group that are going to fuck off in the yeah. summer, no matter who comes in. And this is the group that we build on for the future. You know, what, you, you were mentioning something that I think is, you know, I mean, JK, you were there. You've had a better view in more ways than one. I mean, we have one shot on target all game. I know we don't have anybody who seems capable of hitting the fucking net. But it's also the midfield and not... I mean, you know, I, I I did listen to the commentary on the radio until my phone fucking ran out, which is very annoying. Although I was, though it was depressing listening to Jason Cundy getting more and more depressed. But, um, you know, he said that Havertz and Felix were just like, just so far removed from the game, it wasn't true, which tells me that it's the same old issue. It's not just the strikers or people being able to score. It's the midfield, not having anybody who can put a pass through, etc., etc. But you know what? One, th- you know, Tony mentioned the disallowed goals, which I think is a good point. But we seem—I haven't—I haven't done proper statistical analysis of this. I'm afraid I would never get the job at Cobham. But just from anecdotal watching with my own eyes, and even just the stats that I've got here tonight, why is it? Do you think that we get so many shots blocked because we seem to have? an inordinate amount, and also one that should have actually been a penalty, frankly. In fact, it, it should have been a penalty. Why the fuck that wasn't a penalty, I don't know. But we got we had eight shots blocked. I think it's the pace that the ball goes forward. I've said this before. If you watch City, they, they deliver the ball to players in the box much more quickly. I just think it's our, our, um, our inability to play the ball forward at, at speed. So consequently, you get into a position to shoot and the, the the defender is already on top of you because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's the further you're away in space, the more chance you've got of hitting the target. They have getting, time to get into getting, position. getting a deflection. Yeah, they've got time to get right on top of you. Or on some instances, you're not quick enough um, uh, and they catch up with you and they're very speedy. But I think it's them. They're not wrong footed by anything that's done either. There's nothing. So uh, we're, hang on, hang nothing, on. We're, yeah. we're too slow in the build up. Right, yeah. the ball gets forward too slowly, so they have time to get into position. Yeah, yeah. and our strikers take, you know, too many touches. I think is what you're saying. Yeah, many yeah. frequently, but also the other thing there was a, I think there was an example of that where the ball was passed four times across the penalty area for a shot when it, and the finally the fourth one is behind, and it then it's it's it, it, it any of the players could have had a, a shot, uh, any of them, because uh, the goalkeeper would have been unsighted, but they somehow think, no, I've got to really. I've, I've got to be, give myself more space for this. When you look at lots of the other goals, the, even the Arsenal goals, they're, they're, they've got several players, was it Martinelli in particular, um, who it's like Robin-like, they find an angle and curl the ball in. That seems to be one of the favourites at the moment. I don't think it, Fulham did it several times and almost scored. Um, Pereira does that. And, and it's, 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 it's not terribly difficult to do because you're getting it on your right foot, but it, it requires some, some almost some quick feet and trickery, which I was under the impression that Pulisic had and doesn't seem to have it anymore because um, he seems to run in straight lines and get uh, tackled immediately. Um, Sterling is, um, having come back and was a sub and looked very good, was just so not interested on Saturday. Um, 
uh, and James isn't even beating players in the same way. He seems to be slightly holding back. I just think he's not mentally fit. He's not fit. worried. Not he, fit. I think he's worried about yeah. getting injured again, just slightly, because it, it's been so... Um, That's why he's it, holding back, mate. Why he's holding back. Whereas Chilwell, to bless his cotton socks, is, you know, is really very energetic. Um but he, it, we're not. You should, we shouldn't be relying on him as we did in the Liverpool game. Him constantly going to the penalty area, and nobody else. I just think. I just think it's, there's a there's a weird lack of understanding occasionally of what they're supposed to be doing. So mm. there's there's nobody in the penalty area. I mean, I've I've found um, uh, what was an example of that? I think on one occasion, um, um, Havertz got to the byline and was attempting to cross, and and to, nobody... to whom. No, but no, but somebody to himself edge of the penalty area. But nobody, nobody ran in. They just yeah. waited. It's almost as if they're waiting for the so. Excuse me, the ball to be drawn back. So all the all the defence are aware that that person will be the one who's going to be doing the shooting. So because there's nobody doing another run, mm. there's nobody because there aren't enough people up up there. So is what it are very, they? Be, is it very static? I think that could be a word you could use. Yeah, I really yeah. hate that in football. I've mm. always, always, I, I've, I've, the number of times, I mean, thankfully, <coughs> huge periods in Chelsea's history in the last 20 years when I haven't had to do this, but the one thing that gets me really fucked off at a match, JK, is no movement. And I will yeah. scream, move! As, as if it makes any fucking difference. But I mean, it just really riles me. I mean, having what, having had the, I mean, when I when I finally shuffle off this mortal coil, I will be glad that I saw Gianfranco, uh, Gianluca Vialli play football. But also because Crespo. he moved all the time. No, <laughs> hang on, I was getting to Crespo, so Vialli, and Crespo, yeah, two of the yeah. best, uh, you know, strikers for moving off the ball that I've ever seen. But Vialli was the best, I think. No, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, but but I, I thought. Um... I thought Barry Bridges was pretty good. I no, didn't get kidding. to see him play. That's really unfair. <laughs> that is so fucking unfair. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's bewildering in the end that they, that they don't, they don't play as they should, yeah. as Ooh. surely, or even that they're told to do by the manager, or even they're advised to do in training, or. Uh, I'm I'm I I am bewildered. Yeah, I am. I know, well, I know. Even players, Kovacic, for example, is 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 phoning it in in comparison well, to that we know. This is know? this is the this is really why I I rudely called them you know mentality muppets because I mean <clears> you know which which is a, a spin on the, the Liverpool mentality monsters thing obviously <clears> you know because they are a bunch of muppets mate they've got no mentality they are as soft as a cuddly toy I think and I'm beginning. <clears> I'm beginning to think. I mean, I don't think you can, you can't really judge Frank uh, at all on on that one game. He'd been in the job two hours, two, two days. He had no time to really impose himself on them. And okay, I know that a lot of the squad have played from before, but the the situation is now very different. Yeah. Um, and it does lead you to conclude, Tony, that maybe our, our woes, our issues at this football club, are very much to do with the players. I mean, they. They were out. They were out battled by Wolves. They did look yes. lethargic. I, I do wonder if they're actually fit enough. Yes. Yes. That was being questioned on the radio, actually. Yes. Um, so, but uh, I mean, overriding this is is I think a mentality issue. Yes. Phoning it in is the clue, isn't it? I said it last week uh, on last Monday's show. I said that there was this uh, 
guy I played football who said the difference you had in the old days was you had Drogba, Carvalho, Lampard, Essien, Ashley Cole, John Terry. They weren't scared to call each other out for being shit. They weren't scared because they knew they'd be listened to. They could, they could, they could support one of their own by calling them out and saying, you've got to do better, mate. And none of our lot want to do that. Um, I think there is a complete lack, uh, 90% of the time, of any kind of bond, any kind of team spirit, any kind of gelling between players. They are currently playing like pound shop Galacticos in that they all think they're fucking brilliant, but they're not really contributing much into the, the overall effort. You know, there, there was play, we used to have players like Balak and that, if, if an opposition player chopped them down, Balak or Drogba or someone would be over to that opposition player and saying, well, you're marked. Ron Harris used to do it. And I don't see that with this lot. We, we, we would win shitloads of fair play awards because we're, at the moment, playing football dressage and, you know, just dancing around like a fucking show pony. And it, it drives me mad. The, the idea, why do we get so many shots blocked? Why do we get, we don't get anywhere near as many shots as what I see other teams getting because we're always trying to take an extra fucking touch. We're trying to deliver an artistic goal on a fucking plate. No, the fans just want to see the back of the net rattle open. That's what they want. Tell me the last time you saw a 20 yarder from one of our players go in. There you go. They won't Part of that is a statistical fear, right, that you said about the fear of how their stats will look and all this sort of stuff. And it, I don't think it's peculiar to Chelsea. I think it's across a lot of teams. But I watched that Liverpool-Arsenal game yesterday, which was fantastic. It was a fabulous game of football. Yes, there were mistakes on both sides. But you have to, you have to admire Liverpool came back and probably should have won that game in, except that Arsenal have got what I currently think is the best goalkeeper in the league in Ramsdale. And we don't have that. We go a goal down. When was the last time you sort of go a goal down and really, 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 really battle? You know, when was enough, Tony, what happens is the heads go down so much. You don't, exactly. We don't think we're going to get exactly. it. So going back to your original question, it's absolutely 100% mentality. Now, <laughs> I wonder, though, can I just say a sec? I wonder if an element of... of whether they're taking things in in training, because this dink that keeps mm. being played into the penalty area when they've yeah. got very tall centre halves appears to be an absolute constant. So there's yeah. a rather than driving the ball in or crossing it a lot or making a, it, it almost as if because the pace of the game has gone so slowly, the only way they're going to get the ball, they'll put you know whoever Reese or somebody will go wide, but they won't think in terms of I'll belt the ball across the mm. penalty area. And, and somebody might get on the end of it or deflect it. It's yeah. always this little dink to the post. And this, it's yeah. either not to anybody and they miss it, or it goes all the way over and Chilwell then gets it and puts it back in again yeah, in yeah. the same way. You think, you, you surely can... there's nobody there to head the ball. They're, head, yeah. they're looking for Havertz. He's not going to yeah. head it in. He might I mean, head one in out I of think... 20. But it, it's uh, it, but why yeah. Why is nobody saying to them, you mustn't, You let's find another way of getting the ball into the penalty area? Why are they always yeah, doing yeah. the same thing? Yeah, look at the delivery that went in from Martinelli yesterday uh, to um, to Jesus to score. I think it was, I can't remember who goes there. It was their second goal, I think. It was fantastic on a plate for him. Absolutely perfect. When was the last time you can really remember a game where we peppered every single corner into the danger zone? 
You get up there, you, 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 both of you know as well as I do, you could do a 50-50 on whether you're going to beat the first fucking man. It is a corner. If you, there's a saying in golf that if you don't, never up, never in, it's called, right? Which basically means if you don't, when you're putting, if you don't hit the ball hard enough and it doesn't reach the hole, it's never going to go in. Never going to fucking go in, ever, right? So you putt to go past the hole. You take your corner to go past the first man. If you don't do that, you've utterly wasted a great opportunity. And we, and I can't say we're the worst culprits of it, but I've not seen anybody else as bad as us doing that. Our crossing seems to have gone awry. We had a chance against Liverpool. I think the ball went whizzing across the the the, uh, the six yard box or whatever. There was no one there. I think someone could have stuck a leg out. And, and maybe got it in, but they didn't. I think it may well have been Havertz again, who just didn't want to stick his leg out. We we see too much of this, and I think it, I, I'm I'm fed up with it. I want to see some spine. I want to see some. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see some of that Charlie Hughes football. Just fucking maximise. Well, do you know what? I, I was I, I was thinking. You know, it, it it's almost as bad as that. You know, just Charles Hughes go from the defence to attack and just boot the ball up and hoping a big lump's going to get... I mean, mm. our, our play is so turgid and predictable. It might as well... <laughs> you might as well just fucking do that. Anyway, yeah. it seems to me that dear Sir Frank of Lampard has a lot of work to do. And oh, uh, yes, we will yeah. we will be talking more about that in part two of this little podcast. Uh, but before we do that, we have news. We have news. We have news from the Shire, JK. <laughs> because... The absolutely marvellous Chelsea fancast and the Troubadour presents an afternoon with is back. And uh, this time it is with the absolutely lovely Johnny Boyle, who played in the great kings of the King's Roadside in the 60s and the early 70s, won a European Cup Winners' Cup medal for his troubles, is an absolute and, and gent. A league cup. And a league cup. He did, didn't he? That was almost his debut, wasn't it, I think? Yes. First leg was his debut, wasn't it? Yeah. And he won a, got a tankard. They he, all got... got tankards in those days that's right they did they did indeed um so uh yeah johnny boyle um great great player in the 60s for us and the early 70s as i said and uh he's he's probably one of the nicest ex-players you will ever meet he, he he's on facebook and he's a friend of every chelsea fan in the universe practically and he'll talk to you he also owns a brilliant scrapbook which has got everything from his time playing at the club. And he said, he said he's going to bring it along. Jonathan is absolutely doing his, his nut here because he's going to get to <laughs> get to spend two hours with this guy. And unlike me, Jonathan saw Johnny Boyle play regularly. I can't, I'm just going to sit there, spark up a cigar and watch for two hours while these two have a bit of a love fest. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, but anyway, you should come my scrapbook too. Well, you should, you should compare scrapbooks. Yeah. Why not, mate? I mean, Johnny Boyle is—he's just—he's just delightful. He's lovely. This is going to be really good fun. I—I I kid you not. He tells great stories about those days and all the players involved with it. Aussie, uh, Tommy Baldwin, Hutchinson, Venables—you name it. Johnny Boyle will tell you all the stories. So, this is not one to miss. It's on the twenty-third of April. Uh, it's obviously at the Troubadour Club, which is uh, in Old Brompton Road. Uh, tickets are available from ticketweb.uk 
uh, and it's 20 quid a ticket plus a couple of quid, I think, for the uh, the booking fee. Nothing to do with us, the booking fee, I hasten to add. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, second leg uh, of the Madrid match because that's happening in the week before. So we'll get to talk to Johnny about that. Very appropriate, really, considering he, he beat Jonathan. He didn't beat, you know, Real Madrid on their <laughs> own, on his own. But he was very instrumental in beating them in the in the Cup Winners' Cup final. So he'll have an... Wasn't that the one where they played about two days later? It is, yeah. They literally did. Yeah. 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 So there we go. So uh, we'll be talking about the Madrid game. Uh, obviously, we'll be doing a live Q&A where you can just ask Johnny questions about Chelsea now, Chelsea then, you name it. You can talk to him. And then afterwards, you can you, you can meet him, get anything you want signed. And uh, we will probably be departing to leave for the pub next door, the Pembroke, at about six. Because we get kicked out at six because they have to set up for their gigs in the evening. So there we go. Don't miss it. Um, it's, uh, it's pinned to uh, our Twitter feed at Chelsea Fancast the uh, the details about this and a link to the ticket place and uh, it's also on our Facebook group as well but do come along uh, be lovely to see a lot of you there they're really intimate little gigs these because we can only get about 50 people in so uh, you know you, you will get a chance to, to take part which is very much uh, the reason we do it there so there you go we will be back after this break Cheech JK in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Footballfancast.com 
Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. He is, of course, Jonathan Kidd. And the other person, of course, is Tony Glover. Good evening. Bienvenue. Welcome in. Oh, clever. <laughs> Very good. Right. Um. Yeah, God blimey. I mean, the... the you know, I think this follows on quite nicely uh, from part one. Who who knew there was a structure to this program? Certainly, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 taken a bit by surprise there, but it, for some reason it all makes sense this week. Um, but the thought has occurred to me, young Mister Kid. Right. Uh, you know, given given what we were saying about the, uh, hang on, I've got a bit of a hum here. What's I hate that? I hate that. I can hear it in my ear, and it's really annoying me there you go did you notice the childish way both me and johnny yeah i know i did i did notice it didn't help very childish then jonathan but great minds did not help at all (laughs) anyway in view of what we're saying in part one young mr kid i i'm wondering has frank taken on something of a poison chalice here it's like that that like the young mr grace yes it is about 90 that's right you 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 nailed it mate yeah i digress quickly can i just say some chap came up to me at wolves he said uh this is talking about um well, you're talking about uh, um, damning somebody with faint praise, and he said, "He said, oh, he said you're that you're that J.K. bloke." He said, uh, "He does those fan bites." He said, "I quite like them." Said, <laughs> 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 well, it could have been worse, mate. It could have been no, they're fucking shit, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have said that, but it was nice. Wasn't he? And he shot my hand. Anyway, um, sorry. What were you saying? What was the question again? Taking a poison chalice. I don't know. Um, I've forgotten it too. No, go on. I, I, well, ha- has he? I mean, he's got what eleven matches left. He's on a bit of a hiding to nothing. But on the other hand, he's in a no wins, no lose situation, I suppose. But I don't think uh, he thought it was going to be this. I, I think I think you were right. What you said in part one. I think he was quite shocked about how awful they were. I. I no, but I, I still would. I would still take issue with him. I know you watched the Liverpool game, obviously, but he surely must have must have noticed that this this malaise, this lack of commitment, was there um, in part in the in the Liverpool game and in previous performances. Surely, and he must have seen they were playing. Um, at least they played with with uh, uh, a team that, that that was a bit better in the Liverpool game because it had Conte playing and because it had Rhys James at wing-back along with Chilwell. Surely he'd have seen that. I found, therefore, his, his going in with a four, which, of course, what he does, he does that. He doesn't... He, did he ever play a five? He didn't shift to it ever. And you suddenly think, hang on a second, um, because the five was what Tuchel then did and used... Used both Reese and Chilwell as the and won as the, the fucking Champions League with it. And well, indeed, indeed. So you actually think, uh oh, hang on a second. Did nobody take this into consideration that Frank doesn't Frank doesn't like playing in a five because he surely mustn't select Cucurella again there. He must if he's going to play four. I'm afraid I think he will play four. Um, but we we know for a, we're going to talk about with the Real Madrid aspect of it, but um. Um, uh, what what he might try to do with them. Um, it it I think what's happened now though is that our expectations aren't going to be very high with him as manager, which is a shame because I think if they had come back with a bit of energy and they had come back and done something with Wolves, everybody's attitude would be would be uh, much brighter. Having said that, though, if they do do well um, on uh, on Wednesday, perhaps our views will be different, but. Um, it would be appalling, wouldn't it, if they then just fall apart, which uh, I fear the way they played the, on Saturday is a, is a distinct option. 
well, an you, option. You could, it's wrong, just, wrong expression. It's an option for us to think that's the way it just, will just, go. Just I'm to butt in yeah. on that point, I, hopefully yeah. this is this is relevant. I'm not just inter- I'm not, not just interrupting for the sake of it, but uh, no, 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 no. You know, going back a, wh- a while when we, I think you know, people laughed at us, but I think we were genuinely worried that we were in a, in a relegation fight, yeah. and, and there was a reason I said that. I said because if this lot get like you know sixteenth, seventeenth, you know only a few points in it, none of them have got the bollocks to scrap out of it, and we, we've seen it time and time again. Oh, they're yeah. too good to go down. Well, not if they don't fucking fight, they're not. Well, we, and we this lot, to... this lot would take us down, mate. If if we were yeah. that, if we would, if we were in that, we're not. We're too far away, I think. But you know. If we were, this lot would fucking take us down. I, and they wouldn't give a fuck because they'd just go get transferred off somewhere else, mate. Well, perhaps there's that fear that they think they might be off anyway. They might be one of them that's off. You never know. They've got to get rid of 10 players. Or they think they're... I mean, no, I'd like... Perhaps he's been handed the 10 players they're getting rid of anyway. I don't know what his... Is he going to be working now with the stats people? Is that what they do now? With Frank be going, being, being told, well, actually, this boy's stats are really good. You better play him in the first team. Or Mudrick isn't good enough for that. Or... Well, I, uh, Mudrick's stats are great, but he's a bit green. You shouldn't play him. I, I, I don't know. Is he? Does Frank do a stats thing, or is he a man who, which is what Potter was doing, or is he a man? He's a who football likes, man. Is yeah? Is he a man who likes looking at people in training? I fucking know. Is, is, so. is, is it a bit of both? I know, but nowadays it might be. A, that's the way everybody does it. Is they do a bit of both. I, I, I found. Um, he was he was as, as reasoned as always he is in a press conference. He answered questions very intelligently. And how, how delightful it was to hear him. He is articulate in a press conference. Oh, he yeah, does do yeah. them very well. The one, to, the one today yeah. was very good as well. He yeah, was, I, he I was watched it just before we did the show. It was yeah, good. Yeah. But yeah, he he uh, and he said it's it, he felt that, which was an interesting point he made, we're, we're slightly skipping ahead around Madrid, but um, uh, that, that grounds had a great deal to do with mm. And, and fans with the effect he felt that that Real Madrid's reason for their sex success sex for their success was um, <laughs> the reason for their sex the, the reason for their reason sex for, is that they're very well paid J K yeah, 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 constantly putting in a bat they put it in a bat um, reason for their success was the crowd and and the, the Bernabeu so you know. Uh, uh, Perhaps that's an element of it. But also, they've got great teams and great coaches. That seems to help. And, doesn't and it? good players, mate. <laughs> yeah, great indeed. Dope. But um, uh, um. I think he's looking at it. He must be looking at it with. I mean, I've been intrigued to see what his selection is going to be. I think we're going to get onto that. Aren't we, we will. We will. We'll do that. We'll do that for the Real Madrid match. I mean, Tony, it, it, it might. I don't know. I, I think Frank Frank can't lose. Really, you know, nobody's going to think bad of him if he can't turn this around. I think more and more of us are are beginning to realise that you know this is this is something to do with the players. I mean, I, I think I think it just well. You know, Tuchel was a bit of an outlier, and he got a tune out of them. But you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he got fired because the results were poor. But, and I don't think the results were as poor as people like to say they were. I think the football wasn't that exciting to watch. I'll give you that. But on the whole, we were we were winning stuff and we were competing. But I think you know something was something was up with the football there. I think he, in a way, maybe in in hindsight. Tuchel had taken this bunch of players as far as he could go. You know, short term, I can get a tune out of them, I can win some shit, but I can't really develop it much more than that because either their mentality is completely wrong or they're just not good enough. So maybe Frank's not on a hide. You know, he, he can't lose here, can he, mate, really? No, he can't, and I'm glad they did it because 
poor old Bruno, Bruno sort of patently didn't want to be the man to see it through to the end of the season. He was, you know, doing what a hired hand does and, and, uh, and, and picking up his paycheck or whatever to do it for that one game. He's obviously got very deep loyalties into Graham Potter and, and his body language indicated that. This is a good move because, like you said, we've tanked this season and I don't think anybody, no matter how much shit they've smoked, is going to think that we can really win the Champions League. Uh, if we get past Real Madrid, the, the, the obstacles potentially are enormous with City who've fucking drubbed us this season and the last game we played against them. <clears throat> so I think you're right. I think it's a very clever... It may be a PR move, but it could also be exactly what you need to settle things down before your new man comes in, right, and says, right, this is where we go. I absolutely agree. I think Tuchel couldn't have taken us much further. The, the obvious problems were were there with all of... The, the, take all the the personal life stuff out and some of the, the, the rumoured stuff or whatever. He wasn't taking calls from the from the board. Um, <clears throat> he, I think he deserved the rest of the season. I really do. Um, but uh, what's done, he's done. Uh, Potter was a mistake. I think Frank Lampard will always have the heart of Chelsea. He's not doing it. I was, because I wasn't on on Friday, but, you know, he's... This was inordinately difficult to go back to somewhere where you were sacked, right? Quite, I think, ignominiously. Jonathan, say the word for me. Ignominiously. That's the one, right? Um, And uh, what, what looked to me like an increasingly cynical, similar thing that uh, Roman Abramovich to get Frank Lampard in, keeps the fans on side after the Sarri debacle and all this sort of stuff. Um, but with a view that when Tuchel became freely available, we'll get him. He was an interim manager from the day he walked through that bloody door. He is again, but he's, this time he knows it. Um, I, I think there isn't a single player in that dressing room who can question his credentials as a player. Not one. There isn't one of them. Thiago Silva, who thanked Frank personally and publicly for getting him into the club, can even hold up whatever pots and pans and whatever he's got. But Frank Lampard can equally put out another fucking great load. Not one player can question his attitude or his, his credentials for that. So I think he's, it's a very clever move. By I would love for the club to go and get whoever they go and get and give Frank Peter Cech's old role, right, going forward. And let him be the one who says... This is what this club needs and be that kind of link, that kind of linchpin between board, manager, players, fans, everything like that. I think he'd be wonderful at it because he's doing this because it's in here. He didn't have to come back. He could have said, fuck, I've never stepped inside the ground again. The way I was treated by the previous regime or whatever. He was obviously hurt by that. And I think he's actually come back and said, this, this club becomes you. I think that was his quote. This club becomes you. I am Chelsea, you know, and, and uh, I think he would, I hope he would have seen, because I thought we were pretty good against Liverpool. The last 10 minutes was two teams that didn't want to lose that game. Okay. Um, so it did become a bit of a scrap fest and all this sort of stuff. But we were, we played some lovely stuff at times, absolutely wonderful stuff at times. Um, and I think if he sees the potential there, then I think we're, 
we're not going to we're not going to finish above bloody eighth, I don't think. But just a few wins along the way. I, I you know I know we're not going to do the Brighton game today, but I think we'll win. I do think we'll win on Saturday. Home, Frank, crowd. If those players can't lift themselves mentally and get past this muppet mentality that you said for that, then start you know writing the writing your list out now, Frank. Okay. He's fucking hopeless. He's fucking hopeless. Jk. Yeah. You are... I'd like to come in from a completely different angle there. Tom. Of course. And um, and say that he's on a knife edge and this is potentially disastrous because if he doesn't get results, I think it can actually fall apart and I don't reckon we'll win. And I then think you've got to work out how many games uh, we're safe from getting relegated because I, I, I really don't know how he can get the attitude to change, particularly if he plays four at the back. If he if he becomes um, uh, stubborn and says, I play four at the back, they're going to get done. Now, one of the, well, we'll get on to Madrid, but one of the advantages is it's much more open to so be more like the Liverpool game, except will it be the Liverpool game? Because we played five at the back. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm not as positive about the Liverpool game. I thought Liverpool were terrible and I thought we were pretty bad. And I, di- I didn't think, I thought we played well because Kante played excellently and then Gallagher came on and actually seemed to be able to appreciate what he was supposed to do. Whereas on Saturday, he, he was really, it was headless chicken time. And I kept thinking, what on earth are you doing, Connor? Because you're not doing yourself any favours. And I think it's because they were all playing the four. So he didn't quite actually, he wasn't in playing midfield, but he didn't really, he wasn't being getting much back up from Kovacic, who's not the same player that he was before. Um, and... Uh, and, and even Fernandez, to me, is looking a little bit jaded. He's not the player that I think potentially he could be because I think he's a he's a um, uh, he's a keeper completely. I think he's a top, he's going to be a top banana for us, but not not with this environment. And I just fear if they get drubbed, even if they lose by two on Wednesday, that the whole atmosphere is going to go uh, absolutely toxic. I'm afraid I mean, to say it, it, if they run with this story of James Corden having chosen. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't believe that. I'm going to jump in on that one. Frank, even he said it was a good story for the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to deny one it's, person. It's utter, and I'm going to use my copyrighted phrase, it was arse gravy journalism. It's not true. Todd Bowley and people no, are moving well. circles all the time. Some absolute fucking moron at the sun has gone he's probably just told him go and get frank lampard and someone's gone that's a fucking good story honestly i drum these no, no, fuckers I, I, out I, the ground i the likelihood of that however however I, I i i fear that because this is the kind of 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 environment the club has placed itself in that this can go t- horribly wrong yeah i mean mate i agree with you i think i think we are in an absolute mess at the moment. And I think the point that you guys made in part one exemplifies that. You know, we were talking about them phoning in. What's the wrong with the mentality? You know, are they, you know, a lot of them aren't putting a shift in. Well, a lot of them, a lot of them aren't, don't want to be there or aren't going to be there. And they know it. And I think that that it's like a, you know, it's like a rotten apple, isn't it? It spreads. And I think that's possibly what's happening. You've all, I, I mean, Enzo, I feel for Enzo. I think Enzo is an absolute quality player. But it's very hard, you know, it's very, very hard to be a really good player in a, a team that don't give a shit or aren't or are shit. 
And I think yeah. he's suffering from that. And the general general chaos and instability that's going on at the moment can't be helping. You've got yeah. people like Reese James who's holding back because he doesn't want to get injured. You've got people like Canty coming back in because they've been injured. You can say the same about Mount when he comes back in. And then you've got Mount's issues as well with the club because of the transfer stuff. You've got Silva who's been... There are a lot of really bad, uh, as Carlo Ancelotti might say, moments around the club at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think you make an excellent point there, Jake. I mean, look, Tony, what... what, what what? I have to say, part of it, part of it is being devil's advocate, Tony. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm just looking to see what could happen. I agree with you that if it works, great. You know, but potentially, well, I think that's what I want to get onto because I think there are things that Frank can do, and I think there are things that Frank must do. You know, and I think the must do is he's got to try. And we said, you know, we talked about the the debrightonization, the rechelsification. I think he needs to get into these players a sense of what it's about playing for Chelsea. They they need to to understand that. Yeah. Okay, a lot of the ones who are going to fuck off are going to fuck off anyway. Good. But there are going to be players there that, that are going to stay the course, are going to be with us next season. He needs to get into them what it means to play for Chelsea. I think Tony very eloquently put a minute ago, you know, there's no better person on the planet to instill that than Frank Lampard. You know, the club becomes him. He's won so much with us. You know, he knows what it's about to play for us, the supporters and the club. So he must do that. What can he do? Well, I think he can He can really start to try and, you know, ident- I mean, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be adverse if, if, if we don't get through against Real Madrid. I do think we're, we're, we have enough points on the board to be okay. I wouldn't be averse to him bringing some of the youngsters through, yes. like he did the first time round. You know, play Lewis Hall more, play play Chuck Chukawakamaka more. You know, play some of these like kids, it. play some of these kids, and try and get a tune out of them. Because try and do in eleven games what he did for a season and a half, essentially. Because I think that would be a good thing. Um, I, and I think the other thing is, I mean, you know, he he, as, as Tony was saying again, he's a real football man. Good footballers will respond to that because they will respect him. They'll respect what he won and what he did in the game. And and maybe he can try... I mean, the best thing that he could do, really, is to try and infuse this team with a bit of confidence because it's lower than a snake's belly at the moment. That's the problem. And I think mm. that, coupled with the, the nicey-nicey, softly-softly approach that, that Potter did, has compounded it because they've got this double whammy of having no confidence... But you know, thinking it's all right. Well, you can't. It's, it's like the whole old carrot and stick argument, isn't it? You got to give them a bit of love, but you got to kick them up the arse when they need it as well. And I'm kind of hoping Frank might do that. But fuck me, he's got a job on his hands, Tony. He really has. Yes, yeah. Look, you know, but um, would it be any different for Luis Enrique, Nagelsmann, uh, Pochettino? Absolutely not. Um, which is probably I wonder why that's if that's why they haven't been. Uh, you know, uh, exactly expediting the recruitment of the new bloke now because um, they know that that's 10 games. It's, it's the operational side, but now this is about getting through to the end of the season, trying to get the fans back on side and that sort of stuff. And I think any new guy would be coming in on a hiding to nothing. They need to come in pre-season. They need to see what these players are. They need to see what Frank tells them about those players. I think he's got some respect in the game there. Uh, especially, especially if, as I suspect, the club will offer him some sort of different role. Maybe he may not want it. He may want to be a uh, a boots on the ground manager, but he may also think, do you know what? Um, he might look at what Peter Check did and, and the way Peter Check held himself 
um uh and think that's that's the role i could do i could i could do so much for this club um but it, it's an enormous job now I, I i go back i don't know how you somebody bang him on the head or something <laughs> tony's frozen it's not that cold in hampshire it's windy and rainy but i don't know that's never happened before no it? it hasn't well well like, oh, really, oh, really... we lost you mate me yeah you froze oh, oh oh hold on hold on hold on all right okay uh is that am i back no, you're am back. back you're back yeah back i've just got a thing come up saying your internet connection is unstable um which which matches my mentality really. <laughs> fine by me I, I, the point i'm making is is that he's got he's got an enormous job to do um at, but he's he's got one massive advantage at, outside of what he's done and, and criteria and 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 uh, qualifications to be where he is. And that is he has the fans on his side. That's a huge one. No, I think he does, JK. I not, think he does. Uh, well, not Saturday. Let me tell no, you. The, the, away, the away crowd are a different crowd. I don't think they're particularly representative, especially of, of the home fans who will give him an absolutely rousing reception on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, but I think if the football falls apart, I think it's going to go... Then everyone's doomed. Yeah, Anyone's hang on a minute. Like, can, well, well, yeah, but here's the thing, JK. Are they going to blame him for that? No. No, because I don't think so. Whoa, 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 Tony, hang on. JK, are I, they going to blame him for that? I think they'll be blaming the club. Yeah. Blaming the owners. I don't think... No, but it, they won't... It, it'll just make it sour, as as Saturday was sour. All right, you know, they, they didn't blame him. They just didn't... They didn't sing for him anymore, you know? They started they're, off they're fucked off with the football. I think that's the point. But yeah, they're not yeah, going to yeah, round but, on Frank. No, but they hope that somehow he's going to galvanise them. They hope he's the he's the source that will make it work. And if he doesn't, there's you know all, everybody's going to get a bit childish about it. You know, I'm afraid they're going to go. Well, he hasn't worked, has he? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that's what we've been talking about tonight. Is that you know, yeah. um, as as uh, as as Paul Ince said today after getting fired from Reading, even <laughs> even Pep Guardiola couldn't fucking sort this shit out. <laughs> and, and I think I think we're in I think we're in that kind of place at the moment. Yeah. Um, as you know, because you've seen the the running order and stuff, I found some very interesting quotes, and there's been a lot of talk going on about it. Not least by ourselves recently. Spy said this, which really caught my eye. Neil Barnett, for those of you who don't know, Spy. So now this is a tweet. So now Chelsea is supposed to build a new team around new players who have come in and taken the team to the bottom half of the Premier League. Madness. I believe only 10 players in the squad have offered hope. Four are too often injured. One is 38. One needs putting back together. Two, excuse me, are new and unproven. Worried. Which kind of picks up on our point. So what I thought I would do is I thought I would take our squad, as in those those what have played this season, and go through and decide basically who has to go, who needs to be loaned out, and who has to stay? We've got a squad at the moment of 32 players. Mm. Not This is half of the problem. So I'm just going to go down the list very quickly, um, and then, then I'll hear what you have to say. And I'll tell you whether they... It's a bit like shoot, shag, marry, isn't it, really? <laughs> you know? So go, go, lone, stay, all right? So Abamyang, go. Aspilicueta, go. Badashil, stay. Brozier, stay. Chaloba, uh, 50-50 for me, but I'm going go. 
Ben Chilwell, stay. Carney Chukawameka, stay. Kukurela, go. Fernandez, stay. Fafana, uh, D, loan. Fafana, W, stay with bells on. He's brilliant. Conor Gallagher, stay. Lewis Hall, stay. Kai Havertz, go. Bashir Humphreys, Amari Hutchinson, loan. Rhys James, stay. Jao Felix, go. And I'll explain that in our last point of the part that we are in. Okay, JK, because I can see sparks flying out of your needle. Uh, anyway, Jao Felix, go. Kante, stay. Aretha Balaga, stay. Koulibaly, go. Kovacic, go. Loftus-Cheek, go. Murueki, stay. Mendy, go. Because he's going to go anyway. Uh, Mason Mount, absolutely stay if he isn't going to go himself. Uh, Mudrik, stay. Pulisic, go. Sterling, go. Silver, I think, you know, mate, he's 30 fucking eight. Go. Zakaria, go, because he's just not getting the games. And Ziyech, he's gone already, really, hasn't he, in some respects. (laughs) So, So out of that 32... 15, I think, should go. Three will have to go on loan because they're just too young or, or, or they need experience somewhere else. So we ha- we end up with 14 what I would call first-team players because if, if you think of a squad between 15 and 25, that's 14. What do you do – you, do you go first, JK, then Tony can bring some uh, final well, sense to proceed. Well, it's interesting to see who could – the two players, the, the two interesting players that are coming – the three interesting players coming in, Santos, who will be there available, four, and Cuckoo will be available. And then the other two who've been playing out of their skins is Matson, who's been absolutely brilliant for Burnley. Yeah. Colwell. Yeah. We've already got four really top players. Not to mention Gusto, uh, and Bettinelli, and and Kunku. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned Kunku. You did. Um, did. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So they've got to they've got to find a place. So it it has to be drastic. It has to be, I think, as drastic as that. Um. So I think we're going to be saying goodbye to some players who uh, um, had actually we thought you know would be essential to you know, the experience amidst the youth. But um, if, they're, if they're not playing at all this season, they're, they're make, not making a case for wanting to be there. So um, the, the new manager will be once again advised by all these these people that they've got in, all these stats people. He must be. And he'll be a stats man. That's why it seems to be pointing more to me than to Nagelsmann, just because he's, that's how he, he does it. And he's also very much of that kind of young modern stats and, and um, I don't know, that's, that's their, their, and youth, I suppose, is the way he does it as well. So whether that works, God knows what, what's, what we're, we're letting (laughs) ourselves in for as fans next season. But, you know, it's, once again, it's a, it's the Chelsea train we ride. Um, But yeah, Chidge, I would go with all of them. You know, I think you, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, uh, one thing to remember as well is that, when we won the Champions League, Dave was playing out of his skin, if you remember, and he then his legs went, and and so he he didn't figure, and you know, poor chap, whether he's good in the dressing room or not doesn't seem to make any difference to me. He he, he won't be playing, but we won't be playing this season. So unless unless um, Frank decides to play right back on on Wednesday or, or right wing back, who knows? Right, who knows? You, you mentioned Dave actually, J.K., and this reminds me. There's a brilliant quote by John Obi McKell. Who, seem, oh, yeah. who seems to think that we're much the same as us. It's about the money now. It's not about passion. You don't see these things in the dressing room anymore. When I look at this Chelsea team, who do you think is leading that dressing room? There is no one. Even Aspilicueta, who's been there for a long time, he's such a quiet, lovely guy. 
But he doesn't look to me like someone who is going to be that. I'm sorry to say, but you need those people. And of course, it's the same John A.B. McKell who also talked about what would happen when JT was captain if they'd, you know, done a rick in the first half. He would come up and he'd strangle them. <laughs> Shout at them. But they bloody well turned it round more often as though, you know? He's right. Anyway, Tony, Tony, what do you, what do you think of the, the, the shoot, shag, marry list? I mean, right, more, so, more but, to the point. Um, no, no, just just tell me what you think, really, actually. Um, I, I think I've got one or two that I I, I don't think Chalabar has done anything to deserve being told what, to leave. What do you think the club will do? That's, that's what I was going to ah, ask you. So if you would, oh, so you want me to be completely objective as if I was the soulless entity that is the club and automaton of Chelsea FC saying purely based on what we can, we think you should go. Then in that case, it's hard to argue with any of them. Um, uh, I utterly dislike Havertz, but considering that no one seems to know where the fuck he's supposed to play, he ran his guts out against Liverpool last week. So fair play to him for that. So I, I don't disagree. I think you're right with Koulibaly. Uh, Kovacic, I do like. Loftus-Cheek, nah, goodbye. Um, and Pulisic. Sterling is, was never a Chelsea player. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expunge him from my memory uh, of players in blue shirts. He's going to be hidden away in a vault of those who should never have ever wore a blue well, shirt. They've already extended, of course, Leaf's reminded me. I, I hadn't forgotten Leaf, but Silver's already been extended by a year anyway, so he's mm, not going. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you can. it's good to keep those sort of senior players around because the influence that they can have. But don't make Silver the captain. Do not make him the captain because I just don't think... He's the right person. In the same way, I completely agree with John Obi McKill as Piliqueta. No, no, no. You need a bastard in there. You need someone who's not scared to bollock the so-called senior players. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Declan Rice is your boy there. He'll go in there and he will do the John Terry strangling and he won't want to be everybody's mate. And that's exactly what a captain should be. It's exactly what a manager should be. Um, you don't lead by mutual blowjobs all around the dressing room all the time, you know, and I mean, like, you know, not real blowjobs, but you know what I mean. Um, and I just think in that case, I agree. Cucurella, I'm going to say, has had a good game against Liverpool, but he's just, no, 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 no. Um, he's uh, another player that I just think, you know, bite the bullet on and let him go. So I'm, I've got my two points there, Chalabar and I think potentially... Zachariah, I like Zachariah. I like his attitude. He's he's got an attitude like that. What, what's his name? The young lad that we bought from Dutch team, though I thought was Dutch, turns out to be English. Mudwaiki. Right. Yeah. 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 A, listen, Joe. Sorry, J.K. You wanted to come in. Go, go on, mate. What was your reason for Felix not staying? Well, um, because okay, this beautiful segue, J.K. You're such a pro. Um, because because there was some interesting news this week about they seem to be interested in in uh, extending well buying him really uh, and and our our mate Mister X uh, who you all know on Twitter and have met uh, at the ground who who tweets some really good stuff he pithily said oh that'll be that'll be Mount off then uh, and I and I think there is a, an interesting discussion to be had there. You know, would you rather have Jao Felix or would you rather have Mount? Now, I'm not trying to... This is not like a Gerrard and a Lampard thing because I think they can both play in the same team. But I wonder if the club might see it like that. Now, the other thing about Felix is he's going to cost well over £100 million because Atletico do tend to stiff stupid teams like Chelsea that will throw money at <laughs> things. 
So he ain't going to come cheap. And I'm just thinking, well, I think he's a lovely player. I know you love him a lot, JK. I think he's a joy to watch. But since joining Chelsea in his 12 games, uh, 920 minutes, two goals, zero assists, eight key passes. That is not worth north of 100 million, mate, in anybody's book, I don't think. So I think we could do better. That's what I'm saying. If they've got somebody better lined up, and they may look at the, the stats you've given and say that's not a decent contribution. Well, I, I mean, apart, apart right, from the stats, because you and I hate stats, do you think he's made a decent enough contribution to warrant being bought? Yes. In a, in a side that scored 29 goals in the league this season? Yes, but I, I think in a better team he'd do wonderfully. Yeah, I I, I concur with JK there, because he's the player that... Uh, and the guy uh, who sits behind me at the football um, in, in in the Matthew Arden Upper, and I agree with him here, he said he's the closest I've seen in some years to Zola without the free kicks. I've never seen him take a free kick, but he's got that that ability to turn players inside out. And I just think it, it's a bit like the Enzo thing, like you said earlier on, Chich. It's really, really hard to be a to show your talent in a mediocre team. That's how I always felt when I played football, yeah. mate. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how I feel now. Ropley fucking you, tigers were shit, mate. I think so. it was a very astute observation from you earlier on because I think Enzo is really, really. He's a good player. Fantastic. I think Mudrick will be fantastic. He's got, he's got the pace of a, a hare with a firework up his ass. He, you know, he really has got that. Billy sort of Wiz. Thing Billy Wiz. Yeah, Billy Wiz. That's uh, hashtag one for the teenagers. There, JK. Um, yeah. But I think he he has got that. But I, with with Joe Felix, I he was a delight against Liverpool at times, turning them inside out. Turning, and and I just think there's a that he needs a bit of polishing. He certainly could do something about his finishing. But at least he was willing to have a shot as well. That was the other thing. So I I, I would. Well, I don't think he's worth a hundred million. That's the that's your key point there. I think is that. And that did make me laugh out loud. I don't know if you heard with a bit. <laughs> it's just definitely a tend to stiff, stupid teams like Chelsea. Um, and, and we are a bit in that sort of position of walking around with a wheelbarrow full of money going, does anybody want to, anybody want this for something half decent over there? You know, um, we haven't learned the market mentality of haggling, I think. And uh, I think that's probably what we could do with, mm-hmm. I like him though as a player. Well, he what... may well be a bit of a luxury now um, in a struggling team, but I think going forward, You'd have that kind. He he would be a delight to watch, and I think he would be, you know, uh, his name up in lights most weeks. I think. Okay, I mean, as I said, and I and I I know that we would all. I'm sure we would all agree with this. Um, is that you know it's not a case of either Mount or Felix because they are very different kind of players, and I think you know you could play them in the same team happily. But if if because because Mount will command a fee of about seventy million, I suspect, and it's pure profit. If it was a, co- a case of Mount or Felix, JK, what would you think about that? Um, if Mount plays as badly as he's played this year, I would. Um, I think this may be once again a stats problem with them. Um, I would. Um, I'd pick Felix, but they may make a decision they don't want to spend a hundred million on him, so they'll keep Mount. But Mount's got to up his game because he, he. I think he lost enthusiasm for it as well. I don't think. I, mm. I got the impression it was. It wasn't about. Just losing form. I, I watched him when he came on as a sub, yeah. and when he got played out of position, and he wasn't making any efforts at all. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how important. You know, I did my kind of what must Frank do? What can Frank do? I, I wonder how important Frank might be into Indeed. instilling Indeed. You know, or, or getting getting Mount back to you know the Mount we know and love. 
if anybody could do it, it would be Frank because yeah. he, you know, played with him at Derby and gave him his chance. So I'm looking for I'm looking for some him to come back and play out of his skin, actually. Yeah. With Frank in charge, you kind of think maybe he will, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think he's, I mean, we'll get on to this in part three, but uh, I'm not sure if he's match fit. But anyway, no doubt we'll find out. Uh, tomorrow no doubt we'll find out in a minute what we think about what might happen tomorrow because we're going to uh, preview the Real Madrid match very very quickly uh, just a couple of quick uh, plugarunis for the wonderful CFC UK uh, which of course you can get at the Fulham Broadway uh, exit uh, opposite that exit uh, at the CFC UK stall um, what can I say about the fanzine? It's the best. I'm, I write for it. That's not why it's the best, by the way. But everybody that you know and love, Clayton, uh, Dean, uh, Tim Rolls, Kelvin Barker, Marco Worrell, Mark Me, and everybody that you know and love on this show writes for the fanzine. Clayton Beerman. Clayton Beerman. I did. Did I miss Clayton? I'm so sorry. Clayton Beerman writes for it. I mean, Smithy. It's just. It's. 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 It's just a legendary publication and it is only a pound now obviously you can get it in person if you go to the matches but you don't worry you can get it if uh, you are not a match goer and uh, you can do that by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net and uh, you can get a year subscription for 18 quid in the uk 40 quid in europe 56 in the rest of the world you can also get it digitally rather than a, a proper copy by paying six quid a year or a pound for each copy and you can pay it via paypal to that email address fanzine at cfcuk net and of course don't don't forget Dean Mears uh, of this parish does a brilliant fanzine for the women's team uh, called the Kings Meadow Chronicle uh, and you can also get that at the matches there uh, for two pounds uh, or you can get that by the post two pounds plus postage package it's also available as a PDF for one pound more info on that uh, Kings Meadow Chronicle dot Big Cartel dot com right we will see you in a minute. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and uh, I'm delighted to welcome back the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show, Chidge. Thank you very much. And uh, of course, the uh, are, are almost it, it's almost become like the the, the triumvirate, really, isn't it, Tony? We, we have, Ooh, we've, had like you, we've had you on a lot recently. It's lovely to yeah. see you, mate. I love I love a good triumvirate. Ooh, and <laughs> oh, very good. You know what they say: three is the magic number, mate. Exactly so, that. <laughs> Poor old JK's just got some images in his head that he br- never wants it. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> I don't know whether he's blushing or. But be sick. I'm not quite sure. But there yeah, we I go. think it's a mixture. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time to uh, uh, preview the Real Madrid match tonight. I mean, here's the thing. You know, growing up as a kid, um, you know, Real Madrid are one of the biggest clubs in the world. If you're if you're if a man of a certain age, as we all are, there's a there's a result that sticks in your memory as when you're growing up as a child learning about football that, that sticks in your memory, whether you were old enough to see it or not. And I know Jonathan was. But it's the it's the seven three stuffing that uh, Real Madrid Madrid even uh, meted out to Eintracht Frankfurt in nineteen sixty. Uh, J.K. Yes, yeah. My up, up, had um, a black and white cine film of that, right? Uh, as, as well as the Matthews final. So I just used to watch it yeah. backwards and forwards. 
with um, Puskas's drag back. Yeah. De Stefano. Yeah, and De Stefano and yeah. uh, other great players. So you, you grow up with that indelibly imprinted on your brain. And then as a Chelsea supporter of a very young age, you grow up with the fact that this is, weirdly goes under the radar of most other fans clubs but not to proper Chelsea fans that we beat them in the European Cup Winners Cup in 1971 the uh, we want we won a European trophy before Liverpool always useful to store that one away when you need to um so you know there, there there's a, there's a mystique about Real Madrid and 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 then we beat them in the in the Super Cup didn't we in in 98 but uh We'd never seen them play at, at Stamford Bridge. And I used to dream one day, one day, I'll see Chelsea play Real Madrid at Stamford Bridge. And fuck me, we're playing them three years in a row. And I'm <laughs> sick of it, I tell you. I'm sick of it. I never want to see them again. No. No, I don't mean it. It's great. This is what the European Cup is all about, playing teams like this. And I am we so We haven't had pumped. a proper one at the bridge, though, have we? Because one was behind closed doors. Um, last year was uh, uh, disastrous in the first leg. And oh well, so yeah, that's... Mendy's Rick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. so gutted, mate. So disappointed with that. Of course, yeah. the one to be at was the away leg last year, where of course we were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Smashed them, smashed them out of the park. Really, Alon- Alonso's little finger was the difference between winning. Yeah, and I forgot, I forgot he had a goal disallowed. But I mean, we were we we smashed them. We were so much better than them. I mean, we were very. Very unlucky to go out. Uh, and uh, this year, you know, I mean, last year, you know, even though we got beaten 3-1 three, uh, three, at home, I think we thought we were good enough to be able to get something out of that. And by God, we nearly did. This year, it's like we could get fucking rolled over and stuffed. We really could. Because, you know, we're not very good. However, and we'll get on to that, in a minute because first of all drum roll time my team sheet as i said actually my team sheets this week jk because i've gone for a 352 or a 433 okay now there's a reason why uh i've done both it's not to hedge my bets but the interesting thing is if i remind you of this and i can't remember if i told you this a minute ago but Last year, when we stuffed them out of sight 3-2, uh, I, I know it doesn't sound like a stuffing, but we were so much better than them. I forgot this completely. Tuchel played 4-3-3, and he matched their 4-3-3. And our team was, that night, Mendy, James as the right-back, Silva and Rudiger as the centre-backs, Marcus Alonso as the left-back. Yes, people. Marcus Alonso played, and he had a brilliant game, as you rightly he remembered. Was phenomenal, phenomenal. Then we had who was our who was our midfield? Would you have thought? Well, we had Kante, world class player, and then we had in the middle, not Jorginho. Oh no, no, we had Loftus Cheek. Goodness gracious me, and we had Kovacic, and up up the the, the front three were Mount Havertz and Werner, and Werner scored. So we played 4-3-3, and it worked very, very well because uh, Reese James, playing in the right-back role, had Vinicius Jr. in his pocket. In his pocket. In his pocket. That's why I've hedged my bets, because you could go either way with this, even before we get into the, well, Frank only plays four at the back, blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, Frank could play four at the back this time, and it might be the right thing to do. Personally, as, as you heard me say a minute ago, 
uh, to Jamie and Jace. I, I prefer three at the back with James and Chilwell as wing-backs because I think we are a better balanced side if we do that. You can argue the toss about 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2. Three, but my 3-5-2 is Kepa, Koulibaly. I'm presuming Silva will be fit in one of my selections. And I'm, I'm, well, I'm kind of presuming he'll be fit. So Koulibaly, Silva, uh, Fafana. And then across the middle, Chilwell and James as wing-backs, Kovacic, Fernandes and Kante. And then uh, you're going to be astonished by this, but Felix and Havertz. You might say, why is Havertz playing? Havertz is, Havertz is in both my teams. I'll, I'll give you the 4-3-3. Kepa, Chilwell as a left-back, Koulibaly, Fafana, James. Uh, and then Kovacic, Fernandes, Kante in the middle. Mudrik, Havertz, Felix. Why does Havertz make both teams? Because he's a he's an old he's a he's a fucking pain in the arse, basically. But you know he'll turn up in a big game. He always turns up in big games, and this yeah, is a big yeah. game. Yeah. And we don't have a boomerang, so Frank likes to play with somebody up front. Uh, you know, it, it 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 makes no sense, but it's also a no brainer. I don't think Mount is fit enough to be hurled back in, but Frank might surprise us. So Felix makes both my selections. Now let me explain the four three three. As I said, we did it last time and it was very successful. Chilwell is a better player than, than Alonso, I think. Uh, arguably, Fafana and Koulibaly are weaker than Rudiger and uh, Silva. You could put Silva and Fafana together if Silva really is fit enough. I'd be very happy with that, although I think he's better in a three. But then again, last year he was okay in a four. He had a great game, as I recall. I think having James as the right back just gives him a little bit of depth for Vinicius Jr. If he's a wing back, then he's coming back. I just don't... I th- I think he might do better playing as a right-back against Vinicius Jr. And remember, we don't have to go and win there. We just have to stay in the game, stay in the tie. So I think actually going a bit more defensive might not be a problem. Conversely, that's why I also quite like the three-five-two because you can make that five in defence and three in midfield very easily and effectively, a bit more negative. Uh, the other thing about the four-three-three is that one of the re- things that worked very well last year under Tuchel was Werner. And Werner was our outball. Havertz played a lot deeper, if you remember, and I think that would be sensible to do that again. Mudrich has got the pace of Werner and then some, and they will attack the fuck out of us. And if you can dig the ball up to Mudrich and he can he can skin them, then I think you've got a good chance of scoring. So I do. I'm, I'm, I don't know what, 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 whether I like the three-five-two or the four-three-three better. Of course, remember subs will come into this and everything else. But anyway, what what do you think of my somewhat hedging my bets mix and match here, J.K.? You persuaded me that the four-three-three works better, and I think Mudrick would indeed be a great outball, in the same way that Werner was, uh, and with Havertz playing behind. But if you re- remember, that was that was kind of out for. Um, for uh, Tuchel lots of the time, um, but uh, Ververna. But I don't think he'll play Mudrick. I think he'll play Sterling. Oh, then fuck it. We're going to get... We'll get humped. I know. I just think that he thinks that Sterling might bring Sterling something Sterling is out. a pile of shit. I know he is. I agree. I agree. But I think Mudrick will play a part. He'll get on. But whether it's from the beginning, I don't know. But I'd love to play Mudrick from the beginning because I just think there's so much potential there, which we've as yet... It's untapped. We've yet to see it. Um, he really is the quickest footballer I've ever seen. Um, uh, I think if he plays the four-three-three, it'll be it'll uh, it'll be that, Judge. I think you're right. Exactly. I can't think of any other 
combination he'd play. Kante will obviously play um, uh, as much as possible getting up as because he played so brilliantly against Liverpool. Um, Fernandez obviously has to occupy central midfield. Kovacic will play because he used to play for Madrid and he'll raise his game. We know that. Um, Chilwell and James are Champions League winners playing out of their skins. Um, I'm pretty sure Koulibaly will raise his game. And Fofana, we we all appreciate, is clearly a top player. Um, so uh, I agree with you, Chich, completely. I mean, other, I... Than, other than I think he'll play Sterling and he'll bring Modric on. I think I think it would be well. I mean, we, here we go. Let's all say it because then it might not turn out to be true. But I think it'd be a massive mistake to play Sterling. I do think he's just not interested in being. Well, here. unless he just unless he takes Saturday's performance as being, you know, completely yeah. disastrous. But if he interested. starts Sterling, Sterling will probably have a worldie and score a couple of goals because that's just how football goes, just to make us look stupid. But in yeah. my my heart, hearts, I just I don't I don't think Sterling has worked at all at Chelsea. I just don't I don't think he wants to be here. There's just something not right with him. I agree completely. You know, and 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 I think you know Mudrick, raw though he may be, will because you see Real Madrid are not a young team either. No, and and I think Mudrick running at that defence oh, will scare the agree. shit out of them. Well, let's hope that Frank sees the same as as we do because I agree. I, I I think it unlikely he'll play the five, um, despite it being. I think he might play four three four three if he plays three at the back. Actually, that's more of a Frank thing to do. Yeah. But he um, might during the game, but I think um, uh, Connor will come on at some stage later on. What about Mount? Do you think he might get a run out? No, I think Mount's still injured. Well, he, he said that they're all fit. Did he say that? I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah, in the presser. Uh, basically, all the ones who uh, there are injury doubts about. So, But even Silver was, was, was Silver, training. They all trained. Silver, Mount, Kante. They're all there. I have to say, you know, given the given the stakes of the game, given the, what we were saying about these bastards phoning it in, but loving the Champions League because it it, it yeah. appeals to their egos. Yeah. That team on paper is a strong team. That four three. Kepper won a won a well. He 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 got a medal. I know Mendy was in goal. Koulibaly, experienced international, a lot of European football. Fofana, uh, probably the least experienced out of the entire team apart from Mudrik, but. We know he's class. James and Chilwell, very good players, also won the Champions League. Fernandes has won the World Cup. Kante's won the World Cup. Kovacic has got to the final of a World Cup, won the Champions League. Felix, uh, again, he hasn't, you know, achieved an awful lot in the game. And let's go Madrid. So he's got to, he's probably got to a final of a Champions League, possibly. Uh, Havertz has won the Champions League, German international. And as I said, Mudrik, very raw. But that, that, I think, given that their egos are flattered by the Champions League, if they raise their game, that's a decent team in my book. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So expect us to get humped, Tony. I'm now more, indeed. I'm more and more convinced <laughs> he won't play the the five, and I think you're right. And I think that I think the Vinicius versus James um, jousting will be really important. But I think James will be on top of his form, and I think he'll 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 stop Vinicius from playing. I hope so. But I think the interesting thing was I forgot this completely when I went back into it today. I thought, yeah, fuck it me. Was a four. Tuchel played for, and that is what... Because Tuchel's a good manager. He thought, the key to this is Vinicius Jr. We stick James at right back, we go four at the back, and he'll look after Vinicius, and they won't have an out. And that's what happened. And he had to bank on Benzema not being the world-class Benzema as he was. And that's where the plan fell down, because, of course, Benzema, didn't he? He scored. He scored, he scored with just one kick. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the 96th oh, oh, minute or something. Volley. Yeah, great so, goal. Yeah, oh my great goodness. goal, and he's a great player. So there you go, Tony. What what do you think of my my machinations therein? 
Well, I agree to keep Sterling out. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, but I've seen what Frank said about I'll Sterling. i tell you what, mate. Sterling's dropped lower than the pound, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Hey. hey. Woo-hoo. I, I think I've seen Frank's comments about Sterling this week. I fear that he's actually, he is going to get a place. But um, yeah, maybe instead of Felix or something. So you never know. Like you said, he might have a world in and, and turn it on. But that, I, I, I still can't think of him as a Chelsea player. Doesn't look like a Chelsea player. Doesn't look like he wants to be with us. Um, and all the things that both you honourable gentlemen said earlier. Mm. I would probably think he'll go with the four-three-three, And the reason for that is, is in the unlikely event that we go on and win the game or even score a goal, the thing to do is to kill the game off and to limit any damage that could be done to us by them being in their home ground. Because I think Stamford Bridge will be a cauldron. And I think that will be uh, to our advantage in the second leg. So I think this could be as much about damage limitation as anything else. I agree, Fafana has been superb. Um, and, and he's looking every bit worth the 70 million or whatever we paid uh, Leicester to get him because he looks just... Uh, his attitude and everything just absolutely, you know, first class. Um, Fulibali, it's funny really because um, when we played City earlier on in the season, we lost 1 0 at home to them. I thought he looked like the best player we had on the pitch. He, he absolutely kept Harlan shut up. Harlan never got a sniff that game because Koulibaly was in his face all the time, but he, he does seem to blow hot and cold. So I think I would go with your second choice, 4-3-3. I would go with that on the basis that um, Frank, in his heart of hearts, will be thinking, limit the damage, maybe nick a goal, maybe get a dull old score draw, frustrate them, and then get them back at the bridge and then let's see what we can do. You know what, I do. I, I think if, if Silver genuinely is fit enough to play and he does play 4-3-3, I think he'll play Silver rather than Fafana. Because Silver and uh, Cooley Bally at the back, that's a lot of experience. And, you, you yeah. know, this is a game for experienced heads. Yes. You know, it's yeah. it's the kind of place where you shit your pants if you, before you walk out if you're not careful. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, I mean, the, re- the really interesting thing is that the, 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 there are similarities, believe it or not, between Real Madrid and Chelsea. Um, largely because Real are all in on the Champions League. They lost 3-2 at home to Villarreal uh, last week. Uh, which was a bit of a turn up, which pretty much puts them out of contention for winning La Liga. So they're all in for the CL. Um, so they're going to be bang up for this, which is the worrying thing. We know Vinicius Junior is a threat. I mean, fuck me, they've got they've got threats everywhere. They are a, they are a good team, but they're not they are not unbeatable. But their likely lineup, they reckon, is the one that beat uh, beat Barcelona four 0 the other week. So Courtois, Carvial, Militao, Alaba. Camavinga, interestingly, playing at left or hang on, is it left or right back? Uh, 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 I think it's left back. Uh, Valverde, good player. Cruz, Modric in midfield, very experienced midfield. They've got Chumani as well in midfield, who will come in for one of them. He's a bloody good player. So they haven't lost anything by by. Uh, um, um, oh bugger! I'm having a brain fart. The, the chap who went to United, who's a love, a brilliant player. I like him. The Brazilian. He's suspended at the moment for getting sent off. Begins with C. Sounds like a sounds like it's like charades. They don't camera camera. What's his name? 
You know who I mean. Oh, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> anyway, he's a fucking good player and they miss him. Up front, Rodrigo, Benzema and Vinicius. So they're, they're pretty much the, the side that we that we played last year. So, you know, it, it's going to be a very, very, very tough ask. But what we have to do, gents, um, is, is to stay in the tie and don't get thumped. Uh, so the question is, JK, will Chelsea raise their game and will they do it? Um, who knows, Chidge? We haven't got a fucking clue, have we, what team's going to turn up? Well, I mean, one of the advantages, of course, is that they, they don't press us and they don't um, uh, they don't play a pressing game in the same way as teams in the Premier League seem. We cannot deal with a press at all. But And um, uh, it'll be it'll be pretty open. It'll be very similar to the way that Liverpool played. I suppose it'll be a bit of pressing. But... Um, um, They've got Cruz, of course, haven't they, as well as a decent player. And um, did you mention him, Chidge? Yeah. And um, and, uh, and of course, the the great Rudiger will be playing for them. Uh, Carvajal, was he the bloke you meant? No. Camavinga. No. Uh, Asensio. No, no. They probably they probably told us on. They're probably so irritated because they're so into their football. Thank you, Leaf. Leaf never. Never uh, misses an opportunity to correct us, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, Leaf, because we we needed it. Uh, Ca- Casemiro. That's no, he, who I meant. Well, they haven't got him anymore because he plays for United. I know. That's what I was saying. They, they, oh, I didn't understand you. Sorry. No, no, no. They they don't have him anymore. But he was very. No, I think he, he was did. one of their best players, actually. And oh yeah, I, yeah, terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they, they they've got Chouamani. You know who who plays for France for fuck's sake? Who we were supposed to be after years ago? Yeah, we were supposed to be buying him, weren't we? But somehow good we player it. as well, and he tends to come on either for Cruz or Modric. It's the boy who was playing for them last year. Was it Caravinga? Camavinga. He's kept probably coming on as a, as a sub. He now plays for them all the way through. Yeah, but he's going to be playing oh. as left back. He's that's where Carlo's been playing him. I mean, the worrying thing uh, is, I mean, they, they they've won their last four meetings with English clubs, including last year's final against Liverpool. Um, we haven't uh, lost an away game on Spanish soil since March 2018. We've won two and drawn two. Uh, and that includes the two visits to uh, Madrid. Uh, so there we go. We've won one and drawn one out there. Um, and of course, as we all know, we've won just one of our last 13 competitive away games. Uh, and we lost 2-0 to Dortmund, didn't we, in the last round. Um, each of Madrid's last five quarterfinal home legs produced over 2.5 goals they won three and they lost two interestingly enough and I think you can safely say that I mean it's been the story hasn't it recently you know there are there are goals in these games um you know we we won three two out there we lost three one at home we won two nil at home the year before and we drew one all not many goals in that one in the away leg but actually we should have we should have been three three or four one up in that one if you remember in the rain uh, so there you go. Um, they've got Modric, of course, as well, Chidge, haven't they? They've got Modric, yeah, who's a superb player. I wonder if he's getting on a bit, but he's still doing the business. I mean, our record against Real Madrid is absolutely fantastic. We've played them seven times. We've won four, lost one, only one, which was the one at home last year, and we've drawn two. It always staggers me that we've got such a great record against them. So there's, you know, as I said, look, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but uh, how do you feel, Tony? Do you think do you think we can get a result out there? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Put a number on it then. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to stick my neck out here and say um, 
one nil to Real Madrid. See, that, that's think... a good result for us, I think. Well, yeah, I, I don't see us beating them. I, I, we, we could nick a draw. We could, if if we really, really, if every one of our players plays like Claude McAuley, we could get a nil-nil, right? <laughs> and, uh, but, it, you know, you wouldn't want to have probably travelled all the way out there to watch that sort of game, I don't think. Um, and um, so I, I think a goal, I think we can frustrate them. Um, I think we can we can certainly do that. And we must never think of ourselves as as going in, you know, as if we were Notts County versus Manchester City. I don't think we should be thinking along them lines at all. Um, but I do think, you know, if we get a draw, that would be a magnificent result. And I, I really do think that at, Realm, at, at Stamford Bridge, that would be a leveller. I think the crowd, it would be a bit like Arsenal going to Liverpool yesterday with the noise uh, that the cop and the, and the Liverpool fans made, which is no doubt, no doubt that there's an influence there. Um, I think Stamford Bridge would be a very, very different atmosphere to what we've seen perhaps under the Potter regime when fans were losing faith and uh, and what have you. I didn't have any, you know... Well, look, at, look at the Dorman match with Potter there. Oh, I mean, it was... Exactly. I think that... And, and, and it, you know, there's this thing about atmosphere at Stamford Bridge, but it has to be generated from what they're seeing on the pitch. You know, I, I think you can you can get a good atmosphere if you're being thumped 5-0, but it's a gallows humour atmosphere. But if it's, you know, if you're just watching the team dull another game out or losing 1-0 because and not getting a shot on goal, then people will start getting frustrated in that. But I think at home. So I think it's, for me, it's about damage limitation. Mm. It, I, and I'm it, quite sad about that. But at the where we are at the moment, I think that would be a fairly good... Um, safety first uh, uh, ethos to go into the game with. Mm, yeah, I agree. Uh, JK, what say you? Great Sage. I think it's going to be limp and we're going to lose 2-0. Mm. Blimey, I've been more optimistic than JK again. What, what the world has genuinely gone mad? <laughs> I, I think it's impossible to call. I, and I, yeah, and I, I think I, agree. I think it's impossible to call because of the complicating factor of the fact that we've got Frank in charge. Now, what do I yeah. mean by that? Well, we we know what Frank was like as a manager before, but we still we didn't have as many good players as we have now. But the Frank before, you knew you would score lots of goals, but you knew you would concede lots of goals. We're playing against a side that scores lots of goals but concedes lots of goals. So if, if this is Frank playing them when when we when he was manager first time around, I'd say well it'd probably be about four two or something, you know. But but we're not that kind of side anymore. We don't really get humped too often, and we don't really score any goals. And now we go, so I'm totally confused. I'm going to stick with what I said is that I think these players are going to be well up for it. I think Frank will get them well up for it. Uh, I think that as I said, if he plays the four three three side, the one that I mentioned a minute ago, uh, I think. I think that's a good team. I mean, you, on paper, that is a good team. The trick is, can they gel? Can they put it all together for one performance? If they can, if they can, I, I think it'll be, I think the best, you know, who knows? 2-1, two, one, two, one to Real Madrid, I think, is, is, is all I'm, is about the only sensible prediction I can come up with. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly tainted by Saturday, I have to admit, that... Um... I think um, it'll be a different team on on on. It, it, and also, night, as, you, as you say, though, it will be. It's it's the Champions League, so that 
you know, I think I expect to see Kovacic, who played brilliantly in the Bernabeu last year. I expect him to to come right up. Um, if not, I want to know why. Um, no, I agree. It's impossible to know. I just think on on Saturday's performance. Uh, oh but we, how many times have we seen them be shit on the Saturday and then play wonderfully mid midweek in the Champions yeah. League? So. You know, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, it's foolish of me to say two. Names, no, because but... that's. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not averse to that. We, we cannot fucking score at the moment. We no. just cannot score, and we know Real Madrid will. I think that stat uh, that that uh, Flash score came up with that their last five quarterfinal home legs have produced over two point five goals is worth taking note of. That's why I'm saying two one. That would give you over two point five. You know, and I, I think they're 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 loose enough at the back you know, Real Madrid for us to get some joy out of there. Even our errant uh, strikers. Uh, Havertz comes up with his oblig... You know, Havertz does well in the Champions League. I think I think this is the trouble with this squad. They phone it in for things they don't give a shit about. This they give a shit about. Yeah. Shop window for them as well, for a lot of them, isn't it? So, yeah, I think they'll turn up. So, But I, I just think Real Madrid at home, too strong. So 2-1, I think, to Real Madrid. But that, that fulfils my requirement. You know, not getting thumped and staying in the tie. You know, we all want to go back there next week with something to play for and go, we've got a chance here, you know. Mm. And, and I think 2-1 would do that. I just one nil's too low to me. I just think there's more goals in the game than one. So I'm going to go for 2-1. JK, 2-0? Oh, Chidge. It's, <laughs> it's so tricky, you know. Oh, God. I just, I just don't want them to embarrass us. You know, I don't want to be embarrassed by them, and I, I fear, you know, I've, I've got memories of Frank and Bayern Munich when they completely. Yeah, mm. but that was a really young and experienced team. No, hey, no comparison. I know, I know, but nonetheless, um, I, you cannot. I mean, you know, if 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 you were going on the way this players t- played, t- where this team has played all season, they're going to lose four nil. Yeah. But they made pretty short work of Liverpool, didn't they? Well, they they Liverpool were very bad, and we were we just couldn't score against. Well, them. the danger is is we we do okay out there, and maybe yeah, there's a goal in it, and then they thump us five or something at home. Yeah, there's always that. But who knows? Who knows with this lot? Jesus God, I've no idea. I'm going in with my eyes wide open. So I'll, ta- I'll take I'll take your two nil then. No, I don't know. Just, yeah, OK. Make it, yeah, 2-0 to them. All yeah. right. See, that's technically, we're still in the tie, just clinging on with our fingernails. Tony, you're By going way, You're going one all, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. At best. Yeah. See, that's not... By the way, Manchester City are beating Bayern 3-0 at the moment. Whoa, at home? Uh, yeah, at home. But Haaland's just scored their third. Fuck me. Bloody hell. That's that. That's them through. I think. Mm, I yeah. would say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goodness me, Tommy T. What have you done? Uh, right. Okay. On that shocking news, uh, we're going to have a quick break, and then we're coming back for a mini in off the post. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. 
Welcome back. This is Stanford Chidge, and I am, of course, uh, the host of this funny little podcast, What We Do, uh, every couple of weeks. And I'm joined, as ever, by the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> I about you about to say Tony Glover. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to be on the show, as always, Chidge. Thank you. Lovely to see your little face on a Monday through a funny little square window on my Zoom. And, uh, Tony, lovely to see you, mate. Lovely Tony it's not, Glover. It's, so, you know, mate, it's always a joy to be on here and... And be given the chance to uh, spout my uh, usual bollocks, basically. Yeah, it's always great fun. Cheers me right up on a Monday. Right, JK, we've got six emails, only six. So we're going to whiz through this. And the first one is from Philippe Maguire. Also Philippe known Mag- also known as Del Horny in Mixler. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, back to a player who lasted a season. Yeah, but him trying to kill uh, Messi was one of the finest things I've ever seen on a football field. Yeah, but the poor boy got sent off for doing it. It wasn't really a foul. Well, Messi fouled him, didn't he? He did, and then fell over and twisted. But that was a perfect perfect example. But he did try and take him out. He just missed. He missed. Referee's corruption, that was, though. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what a fan-bloody-tastic job you do. Oh, dear dear Chidge and Sir Kid. I forgot that bit, Philip Maguire. I'm not going to carry on. I think that's it. Chief. Okay, well done. And that's it's been great fun tonight. We'll see you all on Friday. Really, I've listened to all your shows for about five years now since discovering you when I was living abroad in Oman. Now back in the UK since Jan 2021. My love of Chelsea goes back to before the 1975 or mine too versus terribly dirty Leeds bastards, bastards, so like bastards, bastards. So like yourselves, I've been put through the ringer since, but never have I or we been tested as I have during the last year. Oh, I'd very much to thank both of you from the esteemed guests of your team from the bottom of my heart for helping me and so many diehard Chelsea fans make it through these last 12 months with your warm sense of humour, love, passion and utter silliness. Is that enough smoke blown up your ass? I like get... the utter silliness best. Uh, yeah. Yeah, silliness is great. Actually, actually, I like more smoke blown up my ass. if that's OK. No, <laughs> I, I do know you do read out every letter in and off the post because you've read out my letters before. So I jest about smoke slash arse, etc. To begin with, Boris, please insert the C word here if you wish to, decided he need a big trophy, i.e. Chelsea FC, to promote his name as some sort of champion of world peace or some such lying bollocks in his support of Ukraine. Our beloved club was stripped of being allowed to operate, lost a truckload of money, was put up for sale. Then who brought who bought our beloved club? A bunch of Americans of a business model that is so fashionably disruptive and aggressive as to completely damage its own product. Can I say that, by the way, Chidge, I met Spy just before the Wolverhampton game and uh, and he said um, and he, he said uh, um, he called Bowley um, a hedge fund cunt. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, Spy, can I quote you on that? And he said, by all means. By all means. So here I am doing it, yeah. <laughs> he thinks Egg Bali is more of the... Uh, the football the man. football man, yeah. yeah Apparently I was reading today that it's Egg Bali who was more instrumental in, in wanting Frank back than uh, yes, yes. than anybody else. Yes. Anyway, but oh no. they were, Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, uh, a bunch of Americans with a business model of fashionably disruption and aggressive which completely damaged its own product. But oh no, they know best. They're from the big fat US of A. It's all going well, isn't it? I know this is all old hat now. I'm still furious about the injustice of it all. All for the lying posturing of a Tory shit for brains government to preen their feathers before lining their nests. I'm not disagreeing with any of that, Philip. 
So Potter has gone. For me, while I'm over the moon to see the back of a manager, it was so painfully obvious from the start, not the right fit. You can take the boy out of the 1990s Stoke back line, but you can't take the Stoke back line out of the man. To be fair, reading through what I wrote in the paragraph above, under the circumstances, Potter should never have agreed to join the club. I think the money might have helped. Ill-equipped as he was to deal with the turbulence of the previous six months, I found it painful to have to deal with my growing ambivalence at us losing to Southampton, Brighton and Villa, but also found it depressing to watch someone suffering as Potter has. His treatment in the toxic halls of Twatter was something I luckily didn't have to watch, as I'd never tweeted, but that sounded like the scraping of the barrel of human behaviour. Um, while a bad fit for his job, he came across as an honest, decent bloke. In over his head, but decent all the same, found it a painful thing to watch his awful struggle in the public eye, especially since it was utterly connected to Chelsea Football Club. I wish nothing but the best of luck to Mr Potter. would like to apologise for the revolting treatment he received. Hope he moves onwards and upwards unscarred. I'm afraid I think that's a difficult thing to do, but I wish him the best. I think he'll bounce back, actually. Um, mm. but it, and I think he'll, he'll do very well at a, at a slightly less pressurised club in the elite environment, which didn't fit him at all. So... Who might be the best choice to replace Potter? First and foremost, I think the new man needs to be a well-known and respected man in world football. Not an unknown nobody as Potter was. Particularly internationally, I can't imagine transfer targets abroad getting overly excited about playing for Potter. Quen, Ki, Who, Sheik, Quen, Ki. Uh, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann, is said to be wanting to wait until the summer. I like the idea of him as he's closer to Tommy T's style of management, but we need someone before them to have the manager to be to have the manager to be in the conversation for next season. I'd be happy with the young German, although there's a risk there. Pochettino might be a better fit than we think, but is he a winner? But the is he a winner tag hangs over him, and my heart says a big resounding no. Uh, Luis Enrique interests me. This is even this even surprised me when I thought about him. A large part of me feels that since Conte, there has been a, both a lack of goal scoring and a cloud of malaise often descended on the team. These two problems have never really been successfully dealt with. And I wonder if Enrique, who comes across more as the outwardly passionate manager of the Jose Conte style, might be required to put fear into the dressing room. Very good point. We thought exactly what we were talking about, wasn't it? There isn't, yeah, anybody, there isn't a JT to grab him by the scruff of the neck. Not the fear of not getting picked, but of the hairdryer treatment, boot up the jacksy type of fear. I might be reading the Spaniard wrong here, but this is my perception of him. Closer to the Nagelsmann type of pick would be the sporting manager, Amarim, who sounds really interesting. He'll either become the new Jose or the new AVB. Take your pick, but if the new Jose, then yes, bloody please. On to the elephant in the room, and why or what is Nagelsmann waiting for? Would it be Real Madrid? Real seem to like him. I presume Carlo's contract is ending, end of season. I don't know. How about inviting the man? I think particularly since they're not, they've just beaten, been beaten by Villarreal and they're not going to win the title, are they? Um, how about inviting the man of the raised left eyebrow to return to Chelsea? Well, unfortunately, he was asked that today and oh, said yeah. and, and said no yeah. um, for much unfinished business. Mind you, you never know. Somebody might, might offer him enough money and he'll go, yes, all right, I'll be back. I don't suppose that will ever happen. But the calm father-like guidance of Carlo Ancelotti is what the club at this time needs most. You'll get the team enjoying their football and scoring goals. He'll inspire the players to love playing for him and the team. It'll also attract big players to think about Chelsea for their next move. Most of all, we'd be one big happy family again, just like on the fan cast, our fan cast. Many thanks, Phil, a.k.a. Del Horney. Well done, mate. Lovely. Thank you so much for the uh, the, the blowing the smoke up our asses. I love it, personally. Yeah. 
but uh, thank you that was a terrific mail and um yes uh, uh, agree with a huge amount of that and uh Same here. the um yeah the boris stuff was just you know <laughs> you, you wonder to what extent they even tried to get the new owners to de-chelsify it get rid of as many people associated with roman as possible as we've discussed that could be potentially have gone on behind the scenes i think a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. de-romanizing it yeah it's yeah. a brilliantly written uh email phil very articulate very erudite and very interesting to read as well as blowing huge smoke up our arse which of course we wholeheartedly approve of but uh, no it's really lovely well done mate enjoyed that right this is from ricky wisman to the wonderful chidge and jk Oh. I really enjoyed listening to your discussions about my last email I sent regarding the Mason Mount situation. Real, really quality stuff between the two of you. I don't, oh, even, I don't, you. I don't remember. What did we, anyway, I, I wanted to send another email because I feel you've had a major issue with several of your team selections lately. Yeah, but the thing is, Ricky, what you've got to remember, I'm going to get my defence in first, like Ron Harris. Um, <coughs> the, the My team selections suffer from the fact that i i sometimes get confused between whether i'm picking what i think potter in those days would pick and whether this is the team i would pick and i think i need to from this moment forward go with what i would pick because otherwise it's not chidge's team selection is it it's it's what chidge thinks potter stroke lampard will pick so but i take your point Cucurella, badashiel Koulibaly is not a practical back three. Both Cucurella and Badashiel are left-footed, uh, since Cucurella's preferred position is left-back. It's almost insanity. Well, if, if Cucurella's preferred position is left-back, I think I'll get my fucking boots down the shelf, mate, because he's, he's fucking rubbish there. Anyway, it's almost insanity to play him anywhere other than the left of a back three in this setup. No, I, I, I take your point there. Then where does Badia Shield play? Well, not on the left because he's left-footed. I take your point. On the right doesn't make sense because he's left-footed, so he'd have to go in the middle. I don't think he has the maturity to play here yet, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. Now you're left with Bally playing on the right side after we've already reached the conclusion that he's best suited in the middle of the three. The last few times we've seen him on the outside, he's looked shaky in his distribution and defensive contributions in general. Completely agree. It is for this reason I understood but not agreed with Potter's final selection to play James on the right of the back three. He's the only right-footed defender we have left to cover there. Oh, wait, we've got Chalabar. Now, Trevo isn't perfect, and we all know this, but he's clearly got room to go if you spend the time to polish him. What happened to Potter's ability to improve players upon his selection? I was sure that Trevor would be guaranteed uh, a guaranteed subject to Potter's advertised development capabilities, but I don't see training, so maybe there's something I'm missing. I don't blame the go- uh, I don't blame the goal of him, but Sims uh, I don't blame the goal on him, but Sims' goal in the Everton game looked eerily familiar to some we've conceded in the past when someone has slipped between Trevo and the centre centre back, while Trevo was positioned slightly too far outside. I still believe there's a player in in there when given the time in the team. I'm writing this the morning before the Liverpool game. Score prediction 2-1 Chelsea. Yes, I'm delusional. Yes, so and so it was proved, Ricky. So hopefully Bruno is on the same wavelength and starts Chaleba and allows James to dominate the right wing-back position. Showing those scousers what a real right-back can do. Good words. Good luck, Bruno, and whoever is crazy enough in good ways and bad to take on the role of Chelsea manager. I just hope the uh, just hope the the hope the players 
hold to the standard us fans know our club should be. Quick shout out to Jeremy G from the last in off the post. <coughs> I was born in San Francisco, but grew up in the lovely Petaluma until I moved to Long Beach in the LA area for college university in 2016. Nice to hear there's another true Petaluma blue out there. Thank you so much for the work you put into these terrific podcasts. Can't wait to be there for the Brentford and Arsenal games. Come on, Chelsea. You're coming over, Ricky. I won't be at the Brentford and Arsenal games. They've Pucker. moved the Arsenal game, haven't they? So he may not be able to get there. Yes, no, I've it's seen been that. moved to the May, May the 2nd or something, well, isn't it? Ricky, what, what I can say... Yeah, it has moved to Tuesday. Ricky, what I can say to you, my friend, is if I can't be at the Brentford and the Arsenal games then you must come to the Johnny Boyle Chelsea prank Fancast presents an afternoon with Johnny Boyle gig on the Sunday at uh, at the uh, at the Troubadour because hopefully you'll still be in town anyway. Do let me know. Uh, he says, P.S. I just got to the point in the Liverpool preview where Chidge says he'd prefer to have Chaloba in for Cucurella. So it sounds like we're on the same page. My apologies for jumping the gun. Well, there you go. I think at that point, I probably decided I need to start picking my team and not Potter's team. Yes. Ricky, yes. great to hear from you. That's, that's fun, that email. Ricky knows Ricky knows ball. Is, is that an American expression? I do believe it is. I believe Todd Bowley uses it when he's talking to James Corden. Really? <laughs> hey, James, you know ball, man. You're a West Ham fan. You're a hammer. You're a hammer. Or is it an iron? Yeah, you're, you're an Ooh. iron. You're an iron. That's irony. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, from Kerry Harding. Hi, Chid. JK in brackets. The governor. Oh, thank you. I thought oh. I was Duke of Kid. the governor. Surely Chid is the governor. Chid is the podfather and the boys. But the, today it's... Uh, if I'm the podfather, you're the pod grandfather. I'm the pod, I'm the I'm pod great grandfather. We <laughs> <laughs> listened to your fantastic podcast the last three years or so. Came to its own during the hot weather and surreal time of that first lockdown. I've seen a number of you in the cock pre-match, but never bothered you as you all seem no! to be busy. Bother us, bother us, bother us. That's bother what us, we're yes. there for. We go to be bothered. Exactly, that's what they're there for. Um, anyway, the reason of the mail is myself and two sons all have season ticks. Um, that's tickets in the MHL, Matthew Arning Lower. The boys, though, being 29 and 26 and buying houses, babies and work, um, um, being 29 and, 20, and buying houses, babies and work, um, don't always go. We usually sell the spare tick. Ticks for £40, the price, the ticks are on the season ticket to mates. But I have a spare one for the Brighton game. Always hear your listener mates struggling for tickets. Well, there's one available for someone if you want to get in touch and I can meet on day of a game. If not, it's easy to put on exchange, but I thought I'd ask our podcast community first. Sweet. Very kind. Luckily, I've missed the last three home games. <laughs> and the dire performances, family occasions and work got in way. Last game I went to was Leicester away the other week. I was there too, and that was enjoyable, actually. Um, as I left at 6.45 on the day of the game to catch the train, meet the other seven Chichester Blues for the day out, my good lady... Oh, for me, then. To look after Chichester, I've... I've um, I've worked with my good lady told me to look after Harry, our younger son, as he couldn't go home pissed to his new three-month-old baby, our first grandchild, and his fiance. We had a great day, beers and three points. It was also mission accomplished with Harry as he got home after a few beers, but totally intact and sensible. 
congratulations. Me, on the other hand, staggered over my own through the mean streets of Chichester, fell through the front door, tripped over the bathroom at 2am, cut my lip, knackered my foot in, which is still playing up and still no running for me. My missus couldn't say, say too much as she insisted Harry got home sensible. She never mentioned about me. I suppose you just can't take the 1980s Chelsea fan out of me. Anyway, thanks for all the lot you... Um, uh, thanks for all you do and the lot the lot of you. And now Potter's gone. JK can cheer up. <laughs> Although I have to say JK's passion and emotion is wonderful. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I just feel I feel it. I feel I just want our club to be good all the time. Yeah. You know? Just like to make one comment there. there. There are no mean streets in Chichester. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't know. You can, you know, late night you can tumble down that um That's the only thing that's ever gonna happen to you on the street in Chichester if you're likely to trip over a cobble. I was going to say cobblestone, those cobblestone areas, bloody yeah. hell, they're, yeah. tricky. they're tricky. It's it's um, a very very lovely place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was at the theatre there in 1986. Blimey! Yeah, um, uh, Kerry, uh, Chichester Blues, just saying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, oh, Chichester's very close to Tony it's not a million miles away from me Kerry how lovely to hear from you and I'm um, honestly mate if you're in the cock when we're in the court you've got to come over and oh, say hello mate we'll buy you a beer at the very least yes goodness gracious me yeah I mean that's exactly why we it's lovely bumping into people who uh well, it's just lovely bumping into people period and, and, it, and it plays right into our sense of vanity so I, know, I was trying to avoid I was trying to avoid that. saying that you know <laughs> It's it's lovely meeting people. It really it is. is. Yes, it we're, really look, is. we're one big family, and if we can extend that family by finding somebody else to have a beer with, then the well, uh, the whole point of this show is proven, right, Tony? Exactly. So, and at the Liverpool game, uh, I went. I met Ken Barkway outside uh, the pub, and we went in together. Got a drink, went out the back. Steve Burton came in, uh, and Ken immediately started talking to these three ladies, and I was. I, I think I've probably seen them in the pub. Well, they're they're in the cock every week, mate. Yeah, and that's Tracy, uh, Kez and Sue. And they were fantastic. Absolutely amongst the best company uh, of people I've ever spent. And, and, and honestly, I laughed like a drain at some of the stuff they were coming out with, you know. so And it's just someone else. You just have to sit there and say someone else that you met. They were great fun. Uh, that that the garden that day was uh, that night was particularly good fun. Yeah, it really was. It was. So I came over and spoke to you. Those two chats you were talking to when you were asking me about the ship of Theseus. And it, well, that, uh, that was Pablo, no. Pablo and, and Nick. Yes. Pablo, yeah, Pablo was on the fan cast back in you know year one, yeah. two, three, and all of yeah. that. Yeah. I, I remember saying as well, he, he he should if he's with a woman he wants to impress. If she's slightly posh, then don't use the Trigger's broom analogy. Use the ship of thesis yeah, if you right. want to look a little bit more academic. But they are basically the same thing. Anyway, uh, Kerry, I've <clears throat> this is the danger of me never reading the emails, so I put them out on the show. Um, I wish I'd read yours earlier. I, I fear you may well have put the ticket on the exchange by now, given that the match is on Saturday. But I, I, I will email you when I've done the show and just check. And uh, if you've still got the ticket going, then I'll give you my number. I'm not actually able to go on Saturday, as it happens, but um, I'm sure we can we can sort something out. All right. So, uh, but it's very kind of you to offer. And look, you know, go and find Tony or who, whoever's in in the cock and uh, have a beer. Right. If I can get over my hiccups, I've got an email to read from Lee Beaver. We know Lee. We met Lee at, uh, I think it was the Canners gig. And funnily enough, this is what he says: Hi, Chidge and J.K. Apologies for not getting in touch since the Canners gig. 
Uh, but please rest assured, I've been listening avidly to your wonderful podcasts. Thank you, Lee. Due to my Spanish residency, Lee lives in the Canary Islands, the lucky man, uh, I was fortunate to be able to secure a ticket for the Bernabeu trip next week. Indeed, I believe I bought one of the last available tickets in the stadium. By the time I made it through Madrid's virtual waiting room, God, it sounds very much like ours, the match was sold out with VIP tickets only left. These are made these are made out of Westview these made our Westview look cheap, with silver class costing an eye watering one thousand two hundred euros. Oh don't worry, Lee, it'll be happening here soon enough. However, in a victory for persistence, I repeatedly clicked over the four stands, hoping for an opportunity to buy the single ticket I required. After hundreds of sorry, this ticket is no longer available, I finally hit a dot which didn't turn red and hey presto, I had my entrada. I'm in the West Stand, so in keeping with the damn Westview, paid the pricely sum of £390 for my ticket. Hang on, JK. £390! <laughs> Apart from it was Euros. Uh, I wouldn't normally do this, but as it may be our last meaningful match for a while, I took the plunge. Fortunately, flights from the Canary Islands aren't too expensive, as despite Easter price hikes, the, the residents' the residents 75% discount softened the blow. So €100 Euros on flights plus dubious accommodation booked at €60, Euros, I'm in business. My question to you, good sirs, is simply, are you going or do you know where any of our, where any of our lads are congregating before the game? I will have to endure the match seated amongst Spanish people and trying not to get ejected, assaulted. So... Uh, so to at least have a beer beforehand with some of our boys would be a pleasure. I know Madrid pretty well, so no doubt I'll find some blues during the afternoon, but any steer you can give me would be appreciated. Looking ahead, I've booked my UK flights for May, so hopefully we'll be at the Forest match to cheer on Frankie Lampard's Blue and White Army. Thanks for all your fine work. Best wishes, Lee. Um, well, JK's not going. I couldn't get a ticket. Couldn't get a ticket. Tony's not going and I'm not going because we have work. Uh, but I do know that DJ is out there because uh, I've seen tweets from the fine man. And I do know that Smithy is out there. Smithy is one of our old mates. Now, Smithy may have been at the Canners Do. Uh, he might not have been. I can't remember. But uh, he's quite often he's at those. Huh? Martin Wickham's out there as well. Isn't he? All right. OK. Well, Martin. Yeah, one of our lot is out there. Martin Wickham is out there. And Smithy is out there. I will. What I will do is I will find out where they're going to be, and I will email you the details. Um, okay. So I'll try and find out tomorrow, and let you know, Lee. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you in May. Uh, May for the Forest game, right? We'll try and do a. We'll try and do a uh, another um, Troubadour gig on that Sunday. Okay. If I'm not in France, because there's a chance I might be en France. So there we go. Right. J.K. Julian. Julianne, police. Hello, JK and Chidge. So cool to be writing in as listening to your in-off-the-post episodes always makes me smile. Sweet. My name is Julie, and I'm writing in from Los Angeles as I need your help to wish my boyfriend, Stephen, the happiest of birthdays. His birthday is April the 14th. He's a loyal listener to the fancast. One of my gifts, I'd love to surprise him with a shout-out from his favourite Chelsea podcast. Happy birthday, Stephen! Your podcast has accompanied us over the last few years, providing comfort, insights and laughs through the pandemic. Moving across the country, my mum's battle, battle with my mum's battle with cancer, lots, lots of long road trips. 
I myself barely knew anything about Chelsea, let alone English football, before I started dating Stephen. Now he quizzes me on the team lineup. <laughs> I hate Arsenal and Tottenham. I was weirdly excited when Potter was sacked. Deep so down. was I. It wasn't very weird, though, Julian. It wasn't weird, yeah, yeah. I still miss Timo for some reason. Yeah. No! No, I miss Timo. No! It was like your favourite oh. old kind of Jack Russell terrier, really. Yeah, you, had, but, you had to put him down, but you didn't really want to. Yeah, yeah. It was the straight lines he ran in always used to piss me off. I'm excited for the day we plan a trip across the pond to see to watch Chelsea play at the bridge. I want to thank you for creating such a wonderful podcast. Makes us feel like we're sitting in the pub with you after a match, even if we're stuck in traffic. When he asks what Chelsea podcast I want to listen to in the car, I always say the fan cast. Yeah, are there others? Uh, no, nope. there are <laughs> others. There are none others. There are no others. We know that. Stephen has been my biggest supporter. I know a birthday shout out from you two would be such a cool surprise. He doesn't even know I'm writing this as I sit next to him. Thank you so much, Julie and Stephen. Well, yeah, absolutely, Julie. Huge happy birthday for the 14th. Fantastic. Which, of course, is, of course, is, that's this Friday. So we're jumping the gun a bit. But uh, Stephen, uh, I would love to wish you a happy birthday for Friday, the 14th of April. Uh, have a pint of Guinness or three, and we will be thinking of you. Tony would also like to wish you happy birthday. Absolutely. You, happy birthday, Stephen. And, uh, well, you never know. That could be a good omen for when we absolutely tear Brighton apart on Saturday. Right. And uh, I've got another surprise for you, uh, which I might as well tell everybody this now before the last email of the show, which, of course, is from our resident emailer, George Spencer. Lovely George. Um, yeah, this Friday... Uh, we are doing a preview show, but we are doing it in the Chelsea Pensioner with the Chelsea Swedish supporters group. Okay. Uh, and it's live. It, well, ah. it, no, it won't be live. Well, it won't ah. be. No, we can't do it live. I might try and plug my, get, have my phone in to do it. I might, do you know what? I'll, I'll see what I can do because I can do it via the phone. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be doing a podcast on Friday night, me and JK, and, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say who, because it's really for the Swedish Chelsea boys, so um, you won't really be able to get in, and it'll be a bit unfair. Um, but uh, he's my favourite former player, that's all I'm saying. So I will get my favourite former player to wish you a happy birthday as well, Stephen, but uh, we'll wish you a happy birthday on the day, but I won't get home to, to Winchester until very late, so you might not actually hear it on your birthday, but... You never know. But anyway, we all wish you a massive happy birthday for the Friday the 14th. And well done to your lovely girlfriend, Julianne, who has the best taste in men, obviously, and Chelsea podcasts. What can I say? Apart from, it's my turn for the next email, JK, from George. George. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We love George. If, if, if George doesn't write an email in in a week, I, I, I will feel that the world's about to end. You realise this? He, he's the, he, you know, you need, you know, continuity in life, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. George yeah. Spencer brings continuity to the fan cast because we know that there'll be an email from George. If we'll they, be worried when there isn't. If there we? isn't, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll think the world's about to end, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. always great to hear from you, George. Right, he says, so it seems like a case of meet the new old boss, same as the old boss, <laughs> confused. <laughs> Very good, George. You probably are, yep. Uh, we offered nothing going forward, and in fairness, Nunes' goal was an absolute cracker. But the problems still remain, and it looks as though the next manager, be it Enrique Nagelsmann, sorry, Nagelsmann or Pochettino, will have a massive job on his hands. At least Winchester City beat Hayes and Yedding 3-0. No, I didn't know that. Was this at home? 
because I could have absolutely, absolutely tore into uh, European Bob and uh, Cliff yes. and uh, and Terry, Blue, True Blue Terry. They all love a bit of Hayes and Yedding. And Winchester City beat the mighty Hayes and Yedding 3-0. The joy of it. Uh, meaning we need just one more win or a defeat for North Lee from our four, last four matches to be sure of safety. Because as you all know, in the mini soap opera of the Chelsea fan cast, which is how Winchester City are doing, they have literally been fighting a relegation battle for the last few months, whereas the hypothetical one that Chelsea have been fighting. Anyway, hope you had a good Easter and haven't overdone it on the chocolate eggs. And until next time, up the Chelsea! P.S. As an addendum to my email, yesterday, Bank Holiday Monday, Winchester City went to Salisbury and won 2-1, meaning that they are definitely staying up. We are staying up. We are staying up. We are staying up. Well done. Well done. Well done, the citizens. Up the citizens. Fantastic, George. I'm chuffed, mate. I'm chuffed. I might even make it to a game next season now they're still in a relatively decent division. And either way, you and I need to have a beer. I've been promising you this all season. I've been utter shit at going to see Winchester. And uh, now if I go, they'll just call me a glory hunter. So, you know. But anyway, no, I need to buy you a beer, mate. It's absolutely for sure. There you go. That is it for emails unless either of you two would like to comment on george's wonderful email uh, no it as as always it, it's an essential mm. tony, like, tony like, stunned like, into yeah. silence mate all this winter city no, 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 I, I, I mean i keep saying i must get off my ass and go and watch some local well, we should do it. We should go and see Winchester City play with George, yes, mate. Think, Have a I few sherbets. Yeah. yeah, I think we should. I think that would be a great idea. He gets and... two for the price of one, then, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it would be a rollicking. And I mean, presumably they're not far from you, so it's easy. Yeah, exactly that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, uh, that doesn't really work on the on the. Uh, on the radio, I was but... miming drinking heavily. Yes, That's all I'm exactly saying. that. Yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah, great stuff. All right. Brilliant. Well done, George. Love to hear from you as always. Now, um, that is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, as I said, Jake and I, JK and I will be back on Friday to look back at the Real Madrid match and ahead to Saturday's match against Brighton, uh, which we will be not doing on Zoom. And it, you might get it late on Friday night, but you will get it. Uh, sadly, I will not be at the Brighton game because I am off to an all-weekend festival stroke rave because a very old friend of mine who I used to work with, who's lovely, uh, it's her 40th birthday party, and she's hired a country estate in Devon. So I'm going to get mashed off my tits for the entire weekend and therefore won't even be aware of the fact that there's a team called Chelsea for at least 48 hours, which will, make, which will make next Monday's show rather surreal. I will be relying heavily on JK. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so there you go. But you lot out there, enjoy it. I know you will. Now, very quickly, um, Patreon, if you want to become a Chelsea Fancast patron, help us cover the cost, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can do it by donating at patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Um, if you do, you will get a mini Kerry Dixon. No, a mini Kerry Dixon banner. I haven't quite got to the stage. We'd really need to do mini Kerry Dixons, like the old bobblehead things. Yeah, yeah. I think that should be our, 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 our merch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I can really say you can get a mini Kerry Dixon. Yeah, it'd be perfect. I it love would. it. And, and I'll throw in a banner for free. You know, anyway, I might try and I might I might get them in the post this week. I've been threatening to, so there's a whole load I've got to send out. So there you go. Right, you can also by doing that be in our Discord group, which is great fun. It's like Mixler on crack, Mixler twenty four seven. You will love it. 
uh, if you want your email uh, or message on all the socials read out on the show, then uh, you need to send them to any of our socials, which are all at Chelsea Fancast or, of course, ChelseaFancast at gmail.com. Right, you can follow the show on all the social media, as I said, at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at Grocer, Jack UK. Tony, that's a very nice pussy you have there. It is. Uh, he's putting, it, he's, he or she is putting their arse in your face. How delightful. Is, this is my, uh, he's now 10 years old. Is he? What's his he's, name? Uh, he is Frankie, and he's heard his name said. Frankie. Super, super Frank, super, super Frank, super, super Frank, super Frankie, pussycat. Yeah, he is named after Frankie Lampard. Is he really? And the other cat, his sister, uh, was originally called Didier, named after Didier Drogba. Right. And we took them to the vets when they were about, we got them, we were told they were six weeks old when we got them, they weren't, they were four. And so we took them to the vets when they were old enough. And and it was a bit like that scene, um, you know, out of uh, uh, Blackadder, uh, Blackadder 2, I think it was, when, you know, Queenie says, um, praise be the Lord, it's a boy, it's a boy. And they said, what, what, what? A boy with no willy. And then someone said, a boy with no willy is actually a girl. <laughs> so uh, Didier became Diddy. <laughs> and the basis, the vet said, it's not a boy, it's a girl. So we, uh, we had to rename will shorten her name to Diddy. So they are both named after Chelsea. Lovely. Thank good. He's yeah. a fine looking cat. I'm getting a very a nice view cat. of his arse as well. I love it. I yes, love the fact yeah. that cats do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Look at they, my they, arse, they you mothers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Great to see you both as always, mate. I'll see yeah. you very, very soon. Uh, JK, you absolute legend, you. I get to see you in the flesh on Friday. I am beyond. Do you know what? The only thing I'm more excited about this week than seeing you in the flesh is the fact that my shed, uh, my allotment shed, is arriving tomorrow and being built. <laughs> but otherwise, oh, yeah. you would be you would be top billing. Other than that, just, just beaten, beaten by the shed. Yeah, oh, it's a beautiful oh, how shed. Life changes, doesn't it? As you get older, I know it's a beautiful <laughs> shed. But no, I'm I'm genuinely I'm really excited to be seeing you uh, on on Friday, and it'll be great fun with our great mate as always. And meeting the Chelsea Swedish boys will be. Huge fun, even though they'll be very upset that you don't drink and I won't be drinking because I'll be driving. <laughs> um, I might get the train back, but I worry about the fact that I'll I will be able to get the train back with the Swedish boys pouring me beer all night uh, because I do have to get up and drive to Devon in the morning. So yeah. Anyway, J.K. Lovely to see you as always, mate. Lovely to be on the show as always. Lovely stuff, right? You lot out there, thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, and keep it chills. Of the chills, Come on in between you, boy. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 